Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Bronson. We're joined here finally, and I mean fucking finally, after three, four, five times, takes, who knows, with uh, the lovely, the incomparable Kylie Montgomery. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Oh my gosh. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. I missed you. I missed you. Oh, thank you so much. It sucks. Kind of. It kind of sucks not living together. Yeah, especially after six years of dating. Eh, who's counting? <laughs> not me. You think that's why we we've been together so long? We don't live together. I'm starting to wonder if it's all going to crumble. It's crossed my mind. Yeah, it's. I've always, I've thought like maybe like that's the secret to success because everyone's like, oh, how do you guys have such a beautiful, wonderful relationship? They're all Yoda. No one's asking that. Um. Well, no, but the, you know, I know they're thinking it. <laughs> okay. I don't see anyone else as happy as me. It's just you. <laughs> just me. Like maybe not even you. Like you're not even as happy as I am in this relationship. <laughs> wow, that's something to aspire to. Um, yeah, uh, no, honestly, like, I don't know anyone who is as in love with their significant other as me. Yeah, maybe. That's very sweet. I I just mean, like, they're not showing it. I don't see it. I don't see people, like... Maybe because they have nothing to prove. They have nothing to prove. Man, (laughs) well, damn, ouch. (sighs) I don't know, everyone's different. I mean, I think that, like, a good genuine relationship is harder to come by these days these days i know and now everyone you can't even go outside and meet someone do do you think people are like hooking up more because of the the isolation like tender people are like it's not about hope there's no hope anymore sweetie i don't there's a this is fun because i can call you sweetie because you are my sweetie Uh instead of just like when I have a female guest on and I'm just like, okay, sweetie. And I just get to do not do that. What do you mean? Don't say it like that. Sounds rude. I'm not going to say it to you like that. No, to anyone. Oof. All right. Well, <laughs> don't listen to any of the past episodes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm, you think you don't think people are fucking not unless it's the person they're living. I think that roommates that weren't fucking before are now fucking. <laughs> but I don't think people are like seeking new people to fuck. It is a horrible time to live with your mom. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, those jokes used to make me want to physically just die and kill myself and like throw up. Uh-huh. Um, n- now it's, still still the same i still want like all that's there but now i can just laugh at how like dark and twisted and gross it is congratulations yeah you're so you beautiful up. what it's Thank i you. missed you so much I it's so nice too. to be looking at a pretty face i gotta tell you this <laughs> fucking ugly mug over here in the mirror not so good that's very sweet i enjoy looking at you too yeah and when you oh my gosh guys when she got here she fucking roasted me i'm wearing um a hawaiian shirt i got from the lovely dane freeze hi dane uh, 
and she's I, I live in an apartment complex and she walked up and I was like hey hello welcome to my place I own all of this just you know dicking around like a fucking goober she's like you do look like you're some douchey landlord that just I didn't walks say up. douchey let landlord me finish. Uh, don't let facts get in the way of a good <laughs> <Okay>. story sweetie <laughs> Jesus she's like you look like some landlord just walks around like you do own all this and that outfit like you don't fix anything just roasted my <laughs> shit just lit me up I'm like Ouch. <laughs> like at first I was just like, dang, should I change? No, I thought it was a funny story, but I think you look very handsome in the shirt. Really? Oh, well, folks, guess what? Um, This fucking Corona vacation brought to you by indoor Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. I'm wearing Hawaiian shirts like as much as possible. You only have to. Exactly. It's <laughs> I can only wear them like twice a week. Usually. I got to wash them. Um, I don't even think this one's clean. Um, <laughs> coughed all over it and just rubbed it in my crotch. It's nice and stinky. Anyways, back to yeah. you. Hi. Hi. This is kind of weird. Like, it's a little difficult to have a podcast with someone you, you're so close with. I might might be too close to the conversation, so to speak. So we kind of had to reach out to people, like have them ask us questions. Mm-hmm. Did that go? Did, no, we're not. We I think it's going, difficult so. to have a podcast where you don't have a like a specific concept you're speaking of <laughs> when it's someone like you and I who talk <clears throat> every day all day because we always know what the other's doing it's not and also especially during this time it's not like either you or I are getting to get out and do shit yeah do stuff and then come back and talk about it yeah i know there's this podcast i listen to called tuesdays with stories Mm -hmm. and their whole show is there but it's two comedians mark norman and joe list and they go out they go out and uh tell stories from the road oh yeah you know they every tuesday they come and talk about it and now they don't have anything to talk about and they just had an episode come out today but i haven't fucking listened to it yet so who knows what they're talking about same with this podcast that i listen to called this might get weird basically Basically, a lot of the times they actually seek out doing like strange things like taking weird classes or going to like dog shows or just something out of the ordinary. And so now, you know, they don't they don't have that. So it's been the episodes have been a little iffy, (laughs) but I like notice that they've been like reaching out and asking for questions and stuff. That's cool. Um, Which makes sense because it's kind of hard to come up with something to talk about when you haven't been doing anything. I know. I was going to just like shit on them. Like, oh, did they find out they weren't interesting unless they're doing rich people things? But it's not. They don't do rich people things. I know, but they're doing things I'm not doing. (laughs) Well, they also live in the L.A. area, so Mm. there's more to do. Dude, I'm so fucking glad we don't live in like some big ass incorporated right city now? right now. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, in general, the only reason I want to live in an area like that is just the industry that I could be available to. So and to there, speak. Yeah. You know? And there's always, you know, something to do. There's a lot. I mean, yeah. but sometimes I feel like there's so much that you, then you can't even find what, what there is. Overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd imagine it's very overwhelming. I've never lived in a big city for very long and like. I, I get a fear of missing out in places I don't live. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also, I don't know. That's always been like a weird fear of mine is like, I feel if anything like this is to happen, like a pandemic or something like that, it's the biggest cities that are going to be affected. So sometimes I really appreciate the comfort of like living in a smaller area mm, yeah. or in a more, a more separated area from everything. Cause then I feel safer. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's like isolated. You're not around as nearly as many people. There's just the margin of error is smaller. Yeah, exactly. You know, I like that. But, I mean, it would be cool to live in a bigger city at some point. Yeah. Not no, right now. Fucking not right now. I am, I am very happy to be living where I do during this Dude, time. Dude, how cool is it to live at home with mom and yeah. dad? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's true. Because they folks. have a Costco membership. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But... Yeah, I would, I would be pretty, I think I would lo- kind of lose it if I was living alone right now during this time. Really? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I mean, I did some prepping on my own in the very beginning, but I didn't, in my head when this all started, I feel like I had it that I just had to protect myself. So I went out and I bought a bunch of stuff that I could. And, and since this started... I haven't used any of it because I just have what my parents bought yeah. from Costco and shit. <laughs> so funny. it's like, I don't know why I felt like I had to defend myself when I like, live with my defend family. Defend yourself? Did you get weapons? You can defend no. yourself against your family? <laughs> no, but I bought like cans of chili and stuff. Uh, well, and I haven't I mean, had to touch those. Well, I'd rather have it not needed than need it not have Agreed. it. Agreed. You know, just like condoms, just like a pistol or something. Sure. Like It's just like fucking... That's the goal is to have like plenty of food and water and then never use it and just go, good thing. I never had to crack into that because there's some people who are probably more isolated and aren't as available to like grocery stores and things like that. Well, yeah. Hannah Mm -hmm. was telling me that in L.A., they have to line up outside of the store and only like some are let in at a time. And they're not I mean, they're not doing that here yet. Yeah. I I I don't think I haven't been to the grocery store in Almost well, two I went, weeks. I guess I went to the grocery store a couple days oh, ago and oh, they yeah. didn't do that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they might do it at like Costco right now, but other than that, I don't think they're doing it. And they're doing it everywhere in LA, like mm. Target. Um, so she just hasn't gone out because she's like, it's not worth it to, yeah. to wait in line. And also you're waiting around a bunch of people. So what's it's gross. Like, You're just fucking, yeah. Ima- ima- it's could contradicting. You, could you imagine? It's like, oh, hey, no one come in, but everyone stand together over there. It's so mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Just the key. There's a lot be. of holes in people yeah, yeah but just in oh i spit sorry gross fucking infect my i gotta get a new mic now no one come over uh, you're the only guest i can have on over here really unless like my family is over but even then it's like get your fucking dirty jeans away from me get your dirty jeans yeah we hate dirty jeans yeah well, i thought I, about having my mom on here who cares just okay just yeah fucking who cares but i mean i was saying something um, well, I think we were just, I talk- we were just talking about like how isolated some people are, and you're saying like, yeah, p- people lined up outside grocery stores. Hannah was saying, I felt shit. like I had an actual thought, but whatever, we'll move, we'll you, move on. Those are all actual thoughts. Yeah, but this one was an, an actual, actual thought. Ooh, yeah, like a man thought. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, men don't have thoughts. <laughs> No, I know. Oh shit! Uh, um, now it's awkward. I gotta go. <laughs> you want to take over? I gotta uh, fucking sure. Anyways, thanks for coming back to my podcast. <laughs> I'm oh. Kylie. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. House. So, anyways, oh. how have you been? Sick? Not sick at all. Honestly, okay. um, fit like up until yesterday when I grabbed my fat pouch. 
just mm-hmm. dude, her eyes got so wide. This is why. <laughs> this is like, up until yesterday, up I didn't have a sore throat have and a symptoms. cough. Yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pro. This is why. Like, I wish, um, people could only speak in turns and interrupting like wasn't even allowed. I mean, <laughs> there goes my whole podcast. But yeah, um, your reaction, like, just, just, just wait, just wait till I finish the sentence. And then you can give me the eyes it's of like, hard. I got to get out of here. Okay. I like, but that's how you hook people. You get them in. That's how you read books. That's how you watch movies. You go, what the fuck? And then you go, oh, okay, I get it. So I would have had that eye reaction and then I would have gone, oh. I know, but now I can't even focus because you got these <laughs> big, giant, beautiful blue eyes staring through my dickless soul. Um, no, yeah, up until yesterday, I, when I grabbed my fat pouch and I was like, oh, Jesus, I got soft. Um, Might have been my cock. Uh <laughs> I felt great. Like, I feel physically, like, as healthy as I've ever felt. That's good. Aside from, you know, the no exercise part. Mm-hmm. Oof. It, I can't tell if, like, I'm enjoying not exercising or my brain is just tricking me. Like, yes, sit down, Probably. enjoy the sugar, you little bitch. I, yeah, I started trying to do, like, a little home workout, I guess, because mm-hmm. I was going to yoga pretty regularly and that felt really good. But I did notice even the yoga, like I haven't been lifting weights at all. It's been a really long time since I've done anything with weights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started using my kettlebell again. Nice. And that's honestly been so challenging. Really? Just because I went, oh. I went months, if not a year without like really using weights because for a while, I just kind of totally slacked and wasn't working out at all. And then I started yoga again, but that's mm-hmm. strictly using your own. What is that called? When calisthenics. You, yeah, calisthenics. Yeah. That's just using your own mm-hmm. body weight for that's any tor- sort of exercise, which I really do like. But I think that I was, you know, obviously my strongest and I felt really good. I go back and forth because at first I thought I felt really my best when I was doing yoga all the time. Mm-hmm. But this yoga class that I've, or the yoga classes I've been taking are still a little more laid back than when I first started yoga. But I, I just noticed like how weak I am even trying to use my kettlebell again, like compared Mm. to what I was doing. It's, it's kind of pathetic. It's a a trip like to see how much, I think I never want to be somewhere in my life where I'm not doing weight training. I I started my whole exercise trip when I was like 17, 18. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, doing calisthenics myself. I had yeah. no weights. I had no way of like getting any sort of gym membership. I was a fucking piece of shit kid, had no job with no fucking prospects. So I actually um, fucking torrented this PDF file of this book, uh, Solitary Fitness mm-hmm. by Charles Bronson, the prisoner. Tom Hardy played him in the movie Bronson. All you guys know Very that's where I, I stole my last name from all that and bullshit. And you get to see his penis. And you get to see his cock. He's, and he's got a turtleneck on it. <laughs> it's not hard, by the way. Yeah, he's uncircumcised. Be prepared. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's cool. It looks like an anteater. That's cute. It's very cute. Yeah, I've had a fucking Neapolitan colored <laughs> circumcised cock my whole life. So it's like interesting to see a real uncircumcised penis flaccid, not in porn. I think that's very... Interesting. See, something I appreciate about you is I think that you somewhat bring to light like insecurities that men might have, but mm. but no one knows it. 
like when you talk about your Neapolitan dick, <laughs> because there's so much talk about like women feeling insecure about the way their pussies Pussy looks, looks. Yeah. pussies looks, pussies looks. <laughs> how many they Pussy. have? <laughs> how many holes? How many options do I have? Uh, the way their pussy looks, or you know, boobs, because there's you know, all boobs look so different. Well, I I even try to do this. I don't. Maybe I don't try to do the same thing, but I um. Like I try, okay. I'm just gonna say that this way. Sorry, okay. I try to do the same thing like with women, like in their fucking. I don't care if you got some fucking cliffhanger pussy ladies. Good for you. Just fucking let it hang out. You know, some people have some Enjoy orangutan it. titties. You know, some people have some peppers for nipples. It's cool. <laughs> it's fine. When you say peppers, do you mean pepperonis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the big old areolas. Maybe maybe they put the area in areolas. They don't. <laughs> Maybe they don't want to be described that way because it come. I feel like it comes with a negative connotation. connotation. You're right, you're I right, remember. You're right. in, well, I thought Neapolitan uh, cock was funny, like because that's food, ice cream. Then yeah. we got pepperoni nipples. But I remember being in middle school, and a group of boys just looked at me and said, "Do you have pepperoni nipples?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> no, I. I mean, but I said it in such a way where like I would have offended someone that did have pepperoni nipples because I felt so offended that they even asked. Well, now me. you're still calling it pepperoni nipples. I know, but I'm. Well, I'm just using that because yeah. that's what they said. Gotcha. You know those dirty, dirty boys. boys. And you know what does it matter? Honestly, yeah. Whatever you. Which I, I bet half of those boys grew up and love pepperoni nipples. Um, as a boy. We don't give a fuck what your nipple is like. As long as it gets in or around our mouth or face at some point. Who cares? Who cares? I actually do have very small nipples, though. I know. Just to be clear. Yeah. I I, I can't just post a selfie and be like, don't worry, folks. Tiny. (laughs) They're small. God. I don't want to talk about nipples. I just got self-conscious of my man boobs right now. Okay. Um, But, yeah. Well, listen. Like, I know what it's like to be an insecure boy. Mm-hmm. So I just want to kind of connect with men on that level because there's a lot of like toxic masculinity and a lot of like really gross uh, dynamics between men. And it's like we need to like stick together. Totally. And I think that more even coronavirus is killing us more than women. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Also killing minorities more, which is very sad. <laughs> I'm thinking of what it's not funny but I'm thinking what Alana said on the zoom chat (laughs) yeah that was funny she's like you know why it's (laughs) because we can't sit the fuck still (laughs) yeah that was funny I really like her uh Alana if you're listening to this which I know you're not I love you yeah she she was great and her dog Bo Jackson so the cutest puppy ever and I did watch her story with the dog I I didn't realize that's what you meant and the banana pancakes I don't give a shit about Johnson Jack Johnson Just to be clear, we're talking about we had a birthday party or Hannah's happy birthday. Uh, She had she had a birthday, April 4th, and her friend Natalie decided to surprise her with a Zoom call. And it was really fun. And I got to meet one of Hannah's friends, Alana, which I hadn't met before. And she was great. That's the story. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I've met all the other ones. That's why I'm not mentioning them. But they're all great. I just treated her like she was one of your guys' longtime friends. And that's what she felt like. I was just like, yeah, she's like one of the girls. Why would I not? One of the ladies. One of the ladies. Okay, but back on track. Yeah. Men. Ugh. And their nasty dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but I think that's really cool. I think more people need that because, or more guys need that because I feel like it's not 
it's not really talked about and uh i'm sure i can't speak for them but i'm sure men are just as insecure about their bodies or you know those types of things as women are but i just it's more talked about with women i mean yeah if you think about it um not to get like political or anything like fucking who does most of the mass shootings insecure incel men like these poor guys this is this is kind of like the mentality like i get that those kind of people you know are shunned from society and people trivialize them and talk about oh incels are gross and like they're obviously involuntary involuntarily celibate like that sucks like no one's fucking them um i don't want to be around people that are thinking horribly about women and thinking like that they owe them yeah but yeah. so what I would rather do is prop them up and support them as individuals and build their confidence so they don't have to think thoughts like that. Well, yeah, I think just from a younger, well, it's just that there needs to be better teachings and understandings of everyone. It's not just one specific group. Like, you know, there's issues on women's side and there's issues on men's side that need to be addressed and dealt with. That's fair. That, that aren't, it's, you know, there's not, I don't think it's. I mean, and this is where I think I could come in, where it's like, I can't speak for women and I can't solve women's issues, but I can do my part locally, like with other men and males and treat them like wonderfully beautiful individuals that don't have flaws, but personality traits. You know what I mean? I think as long as we're, you know, supporting each other, like, of course, you can't really speak for women. And by you can't really, I mean, you cannot, you cannot speak for women and you probably can't solve women's issues or anything like that, but you can be there to support, you know, and be an ally, I suppose, as women can be for men, because I think that that's needed too, because I think that we'd see a decrease in, you know, male suicide, all of that, if it was just more, if there was more talk about it if yeah. it was if they felt you know they wouldn't be criticized or you know made to feel less masculine because of that regardless if you don't want to see gender or anything like that m- masculinity is important to a lot of men and i feel like there's a way that you can still be masculine and also share your feelings and your thoughts and your insecurities and feel heard with and still keeping that manliness, you know, the sharing all of that doesn't make you any less of a man yeah. and, and that should be tossed in, in the trash. That I, thought. I was watching Dave Chappelle's, uh, Mark Twain prize, uh, thing, whatever the fuck on Netflix mm-hmm. last night. And he brought up this quote that his mom told him and it was a really powerful quote and it was really beautiful. And, Dave was talking about how he was, you know, kind of like a shy guy, not very masculine, not the one to get in fights and type of thing. And his mom said, well, like, sometimes you have to act like a lion to be the lamb that you really are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really speaks to um, just like the, how do I put this? Like the male experience yeah. of sometimes you have to let out a little bit of the toxicity and the negativity and the anger and frustration Mm -hmm. in really positive ways yeah uh so you can be comfortable with who you are 
Totally. And I, I completely agree with that. And I think it's just about um, giving them the opportunity to be able to find a healthy way to release it. And I think that's why, you know, sports and uh, physical activity can be really beneficial and important for, well, men and women, because I think that women just are just as angry and, you know, have a lot of pent up aggression and stuff as men do. But one, I think that we were just kind of programmed to shove it down differently. Yeah. And, you know, we bleed it out. <laughs> <laughs> men don't have that. And I feel like, uh, I feel like that's just so important. Like even the times where an example I have where, what I'm thinking when you say that is like how you used to go to jujitsu. And mm. then I remember you Damn. would tell me you cried on your way home. Yeah. And every, it, it, all it's the like time. totally because you were able to like let out all of that like pent up anger and emotion that you were feeling. And then you had that time for yourself to just, you know, be yeah. vulnerable and be and, and let out the the frustration and emotion. Yeah, I've I've positive i've said it on this podcast and i've probably said it on the map brain podcast about jujitsu but like the first month mm -hmm. of getting that level of frustration anger anxiety and like physicality out of your system yeah just brought me to tears driving home every day like not tears because i was upset that i did poorly or that someone hurt me or that i hurt someone but I was going through a really strange time. Mm -hmm. um, I had just lost my brother-in-law due to this fucking senseless act of violence. Yeah. And literally the next day I started jujitsu and I would have anxiety attacks mm -hmm. being in jujitsu because he was a uh, he was strangled to death. He yeah. was in a fight at a party and someone um, crushed his fucking uh, voice by, like throat mm -hmm. and death by strangulation. And. I would be caught in these situations where I'd be getting choked and I'd think about John and I'd fucking freak out and have an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's weird where it put me, put me in a strange headspace. Yeah. Because I'd be driving home perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. I'd be fine. It's like a really good therapy session. Absolutely. I highly recommend jujitsu to anyone. They me can't. It, it's cheaper than therapy. Yeah. You well, know, yeah, maybe. well, maybe I mean a good therapist. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. Um, but also it makes you look hot after a while. You lose weight. I <laughs> yeah. lost fucking almost 20 pounds yeah. within last year. I think jujitsu is really great because I think it totally pushes people to do things they never thought that they could do. And essentially, you know, anyone can do anyone can do you just have to start and stick with it and you can be just as good as anyone else which mm -hmm. i think is a cool concept um but also if that's not for you just search like go out and try different things i think people get so stuck within themselves and they don't even want to explore but you you just never know because i don't know i don't what think are some things that you've done that have helped you with these so like so-called insecurities or uh, like societal ideas about your gender or my gender. What are, um, what are some things that have boosted your confidence? Boosted my confidence? I mean, other than just being a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Look at you. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I think I still struggle with it a lot. I don't know that I've necessarily found my thing. Um, because as much as I can say like, go find your thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, it is something I struggle with because I, I find um, I just have this thing in me where it's like if I'm not good at it from the beginning, I get super discouraged. Oh, my God. Same. And um, so I I tend to do that a lot. And then I, I almost feel worse than I did before I started, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> it, I, why do we do that? I do the same thing. I'm know. that way with skateboarding and I've been doing it the majority of my life. Yeah. And it's so funny cause I can look at someone in that situation and be like, come on, like you just have to keep going. It'll get better. Yeah, it's easy to push other people. It totally is. But like myself, like even with guitar and singing and piano and all of that, oh it's like, God. I can't get this right away. I'm done. <laughs> like, which is so I suck. crazy to me because you have such a beautiful voice and are a genuinely talented musician Thanks. i don't understand what the fuck like deal you made with the devil <laughs> i'm not i'm not where i want to be and i when when you're only when you're seeing people that have done it for a long time so they're good and then you look at yourself and you're like why why am i not already doing that i don't know and it it all the- like bat therapy like stems back from like childhood it's just like I wasn't pushed to do things so I was able to give up really easily when I wasn't good at it and I think truly not not blaming my parents but I do think that that kind of fucked me up oh I think everyone's parents fucks it up because I think our parents uh were in a generation where they were encouraging but they weren't pushy about it yeah and I, did, I wasn't pushed to do a fucking no, thing exactly but I and i think you and i really bonded over that yeah yeah because i constantly was told like oh you could do anything you put your mind to one thousand percent yeah and then so was i i was just like okay but i need like a little bit of a shove in the i right needed direction. someone to be like no you have to do this every day at this time like i needed like i Some still discipline. need that honestly oh, like honestly. If, if i could still if i wasn't as old as I am and I could still have one someone like breathing down my back pushing me to do mm-hmm. things I think that I would be much farther in life I know I think about Richie every time I uh, um have this thought of like damn like or almost every time I see him or talk to him I think like fuck this kid is very fortunate to he's have he's gonna go so far these parents even if he doesn't go any farther he's come so far well, as yeah. a kid uh-huh. to being one of the best wrestlers in the nation like that's one thousand percent yeah he's extremely talented and extremely disciplined but um i mean as far as something that does make me feel good um going to the yoga classes that i was um that was very nice and it made me feel like i had some control over my myself kind of my sanity a little bit I think in the end I used it more of just like keeping myself sane keeping myself exercised to the point where I could calm my mind down if that makes sense yeah it because it what like I said it wasn't extremely challenging yoga but it felt good to be doing it. It felt like at least I'm getting my body moving. And it was like um, doing it after work, being able to go home. And I felt like I had a clearer mind. I felt like I was in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me that time to just kind of breathe in, take some deep breaths and 
you know. I have, I have a hard time doing that when I'm doing the yoga. Really? My mind is a thousand places. I cannot and sit down and relax. That was totally, um, I, I did struggle with that. If I had something exciting to do after yoga Oof. or, you know, even the next day, I did... And it it was kind of a cool experiment to see because there were times where, you know, maybe I had a shitty day and I had nothing to really look forward to the next day. I that was kind of when I had my best yoga class (laughs) because it was like, okay, this is specifically time for me. I'm going to do this. It's going to feel good. Uh, And then when I had stuff to do, I realized it was it was really hard for me to focus and I, I just wanted to get it over with. But something that was, I think, where. I, um, found yoga most important is ever since I was in my bad car accident when I was 16, I feel like I haven't had, you know, full control of my body, full movement because I get very stiff Mm -hmm. and I'm so, um, not flexible from just all of the trauma that my body went through. Yeah. And I get really frustrated because I'm like, I'm I'm young. Why can't I move my yeah, body? Why can't in I certain stretch ways? my yeah. foot up my own ass? Exactly. What's the problem? Like, why am I so sore all the time? Like it, it was very frustrating to me. I mean it still is. And um it wasn't and it's not until I do yoga consistently that I feel like I get my full range of motion, like what I deserve, what I what my body has to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really important to me because I just feel like you know, use your body to your full potential. Fucking and man. my body has already been through a lot for only being almost 24 years old. And I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming Last up. Last time you were Woo-hoo. on was your 23rd birthday. Yeah. Oof. Almost a year. Um, yeah, but it's it's really important to me. And, you know, I that's a fear of mine as I get older is that I'm if I don't keep moving, I'm going to lose that. Yeah. Oh, fucking. It's so crazy how embedded that is in my head already at 24, 25. You know, like it's sneaking up on me and I'm already like, oh, my God, what if I have this like kink in my shoulder like the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. I'm already I can't move. Like, I don't know what happened. I think it was in boxing. Um, I threw like a a hook, like Mm -hmm. a left hook and something. And I remember you remember when we used to do boxing and like. I, I'd have to stop because my left arm would always just like give, give out. out and mm-hmm. just die. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I still to this day, like I fucking worry about shit like that. Mm. And I'm like, what if my left arm's ruined for life? So that's kind of like one of these really fucking positive aspects to being away from the gym, being away from all this shit is like letting your body, heal. letting my body heal. I feel like that, like I, there was a long time where I couldn't sleep face down with my arms above my head because mm-hmm. my shoulders couldn't go that back. That sounds like far. an awful way to sleep anyways. Like this? What do you mean? Like this? Arms, <laughs> yes, arms above your head? This miserable. is how I sleep. Like one on the pillow, okay, one like this. You sleep like that. No, I don't. Whatever. I sleep, I, I sleep on the side sleep. of my, on my stomach, head to the side, but mm-hmm. my arms are to my side. Well, mine used to always be up here. Or and like I under my stomach. I can't do that. And now I that can. Now I can feel I can like do it. It's amazing. It's yeah. the best feeling. And I yeah, I fucked up my, my left arm when I fucking lost it trying to skate down that hill. Oh shit. Like I a loser. All about that. And so now I've even noticed like I thought I only had my right shoulder to worry about. And now the more time passes, I realize my left is fucked up now, too. And I don't know what the hell I did. 
because it wasn't broken but yeah. I still have pain like I still will lift my arm up sometimes and it catches and mm-hmm. it hurts so bad dude you know what doing the yoga with Ari 30 day challenge mm-hmm. I noticed all of the moves I can't do or anything that I have to like stop doing yeah is all things on my left side oh interesting I think it's because well you know how you fell on your shoulder mm-hmm. you're regular footed on a skateboard you went to your left side face down or whatever um I'm regular footed too. Every like slam I've ever taken has been mostly to the left yeah. side. So like my wrist hurts more, mm-hmm. my shoulder hurts more, my hip, my knee. My knee is fucking killing me. Yeah. I feel like there's like an ACL surgery coming up before I'm 30 because <laughs> yeah. of like this, because jujitsu and skateboarding and then yeah. God knows if fucking stupid powerlifting things I've done have hurt it. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I, I think about that. I mean, damn. I feel like you, we've put our bodies through the ringer. I mean, you more with like physical activity. I was in one too many accidents, <laughs> I feel like. And just, I mean, there was like at least one or two years where because my the right side of my body was so fucked up from the car accident i was overcompensating the whole time with my left side and now i do i do yeah i do find that i have issues on my left side now too whatever fuck getting old (laughs) i try to be as ambidextrous as possible Mm -hmm. i'm very like I'm very switch-handed. Mm-hmm. I, I can do most things with opposite hand. Mm-hmm. With the exception of actually writing, I'm as articulate as with my left hand. You right write hand. with your right hand? Yeah. Nice. And I'll, I'll draw with my left hand sometimes. If oh, there's really? like a more sensitive like detail I'm trying to achieve, mm-hmm. I know that my right hand is a little heavier. And this one I'm going to be a little more gentle with because it's so like yeah. inexperienced with, uh-huh. you know. That's cool. I didn't know that. And, yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't trying to brag, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take Thanks. it as, Thanks, as a brag. sweetie. Uh-huh, sure. Oh man, um, I know one of these days I just want to get like pumped full of stem cells. Of stem cells, uh-huh. stem cells, a little bit of steroids, just like fucking. That's why you gotta get rich, everything. baby. I know, just enough to get some like stem cell therapy. Oof. Yeah. Oh, those are the days. Do you need a refill over there? Possibly. All right, let's 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 take a break, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, Bad Etiquette listener. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal at paypal.me slash baddads. You had played like a Vampire Weekend song, and I thought that for sure... I whatever they sounded like is not what I thought they were going to sound like and I was like what the fuck is this shit because yeah. I thought for sure they were going to be like indie rock like they are. it's like electronic or some shit no. it was like super like I don't know it was it was so different than what did I expected I did not care for it but I didn't oh. hate it <laughs> okay. like I didn't mind that it was on but it was like it, it did nothing for me it was like John Mayer where I was just like this isn't going one is oh, man Sorry, John Mayer, dude. I awesome guy. I'd He's watch hot. his sex tape any day. Same. But 
his music puts me to sleep. Uh, I mean, fine. It is Whatever. uninvigorating. I, I, I do disagree. <laughs> I can agree with you saying that about John Mayer because I totally get how people are like, he's fucking boring. But I do still think he's a very talented musician and a very talented guitar player. Um, but he did tour with Grateful Dead, which I feel like is a clear sign right there that he's really boring. <laughs> um, but... I don't think that Vampire Weekend's boring and I don't think their music is like John Mayer. And also probably realistically you heard maybe one or two songs, so I don't think it counts. No, not at all. Yeah, you could totally probably play more. But if you're going to take a cool band name like Vampire Weekend and not I always sound thought that that was like... a stupid name. I didn't listen to them for so long because I was Excuse like, me. that's some like weird teenage girl that was into Twilight shit. Well, I kind of get that, but also like Vampire is such a... You, 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 uh, uh, I don't know. It's a cool <laughs> word. It's just a really cool word. And okay. it's just like, you could use this in like a very yeah, awesome I, way. That wasn't where my head was when I, uh, that I al- almost like sent me the Off, other direction. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. There's something about them that I've recently been super drawn to. And I don't know. They have some very like. You'll have to play some for me because I really don't understand. The the songs them like I don't know, I get this very like romantic vibe from listening to their songs. They're, they're I think my favorite right now is the song Hannah Hunt, no relation to my friend Hannah, but they do mention Santa Barbara, and so there's like this romantic aspect to me mm-hmm. about it. That's I don't cool. know. I really love it. Okay, it's just like sweet. I feel like, you know, during a more serious time in the world, you want something sweet but nice and that makes you feel kind of good. And that's what it's doing for me. So that's cool. I'm enjoying it. You know what I listened to last night? What? I got a little high and I listened to Nick Cave's uh, last album with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, Ghosting. Uh-huh. Ghosting. Um, that album is mostly electronic wow and also might be the greatest piece of music as a whole that has ever been composed period okay um i'm not saying that because i'm such a huge nick cave fan i'm saying that because it is so i I would play it for you right now but i'm obviously we're not a podcast it'd be annoying yeah I almost don't, I almost regret saying it because it's like one of those things where I was like, I don't want everyone to know how cool this is. This is just mine. You know, like when you, yeah. I always cultivate like cool things. That I 1000% think you keep all of the cool things to yourself because I feel like there's so much that you enjoy that I don't even know about. I think that's fair. <laughs> Which is fine. I think it's nice when people, you know, there's music that I blast that I listen to in the car by myself and I just like zone out and I am just filled with like uh almost like a meditative feeling nice but it's not really meditative I don't know you know what I mean like where you're just by yourself listening to something that you love just successfully zoning out mm-hmm. like, in a, like in an enthusiastic but, way yeah an, in an enthusiastic and almost like cathartic way mm, that's the word and you just get yeah. like butterflies almost like a feeling of like butterflies but it i don't know i just get excited i feel like i'm in a movie like in the right songs playing i'm like yeah yes and you can like convince yourself you're in a music video or something or oh i always think like i always imagine that i'm one of the musicians in the band Mm -hmm. like singing or 
playing along. Me too. Or I imagine myself in like dazed and confused or like. um, Exactly. Fast times. Fast times. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Fucking. um, I think that's one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons I have a hard time with electronic music to begin with Mm -hmm. or like music, like pop music is Mm -hmm. because. I see no musicians playing it because it's all usually like computer generated beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't like, I couldn't imagine the drummer like doing this. I couldn't imagine a bassist doing this. It's not yeah. real. And then I also, I don't know. I don't know. Just depends. It's just, yeah. It just depends. There's like, there's, I don't know. But I, I really do enjoy that feeling of like just having something for yourself. Or there's songs that I've listened to with other people. And in my head, I think, no one's ever going to understand how much this song means to me. Does anything hurt worse than when you show someone a song and it just goes right over their head? I, no, 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 My parents know. I used to try to show my mom songs or worse, my dad, because he's a musician himself, songs that meant so much to me. And having my soul crushed, my mom could come on this podcast right now and tell you how butthurt I get (laughs) and how she says it's just my opinion and I cannot handle it because if it meant that much to me that I'm trying to show you that I enjoy it Mm -hmm. and you're just like "Mm, no thanks that's why I don't share like my favorite stuff with anyone crushes me that's why I keep like my favorite movies and music and like all that shit like uh close to the Mm -hmm. that's why i preface when you listen to stuff in my car i'm like i know you're gonna hate it but i'm really enjoying it right now so i appreciate that (laughs) i appreciate you saying that because then it cues me to be like don't talk shit because i have a fucking you know comedian's brain the first thing i'm gonna do is like oh wow like what producer wrote this for him you know i'm just gonna shit on it immediately and like it's so easy to do all the music i listen to i don't just listen to that shit yeah, you also listen to Vampire Weekend and John Mayer. So oh I, do, <laughs> I do not regularly listen to John Mayer, to I know. be fair. Well, I mean, if you regularly saw me, you wouldn't. But regardless, I <clears throat> love those songs that you have to yourself. Or, you know, they can, and they can, the cool thing is, they can be songs that you listen to with other people. But when you're alone is when you, like, really vibe out to those songs and you're like this song means so much to me and i listen to it with other people and they have no idea <laughs> you know i, I do totally you have a did. song like that um can you think of a specific no one? but i can think of a memory i had um it was one of the best days of my life i was with i'm um, pretty sure it was daniel and garrett and james might have been someone else there. Might have been one less person. I forget. But we were doing like a little mini t- tour of the Central Coast skate parks, mm-hmm. and we we're driving up to Solving, and I had the aux cord. Mm-hmm. This is back when that was the fucking <laughs> thing. There's no Bluetooth. We were just doing aux cord, and I had put on heart shaped box. Oh. And and Garrett's like, oh God, Dallas, what are you trying to make us fucking kill ourselves? <laughs> And I was like, I like this song. And they changed it to, thankfully, to um, something much better. It was like a Biggie song or something. Like, Cute. like significantly. Like, I, I, I didn't realize that I was like, oh, I'm going to ruin the mood. You ruined the, the vibe. vibe. Of, like, the road trip with your friends mm-hmm. by putting on some fucking, like, sad, sappy, like, I feel that. intense song. And then it was just like, mm, um, no, I'm pretty sure we're going to put, like, <laughs> fuck, I can't think of it. I know the song. And I know the artist. I can't think of it. It's but okay. It, well, now it bothers me. Okay. 
but that's one of those moments where it's like, oh, damn, like this. There's a time and a place for certain music. I was like 16. Uh I would love to know people's like song or like uh, songs that people love, you know, whether it's from a memory you had because of that song or whether that's just a song you connect to personally, like when you're all alone in your car or in your bedroom, like I've made playlists about it. I have a playlist on Spotify called Distraught. Really? Because of how like distraught some I've been in like I used to have. But a, this. Yeah. I mean, I would love to listen to that. But what's interesting about the songs is people aren't going to react to them or feel that way just because you do. You yeah, know, it is so Isn't true. That cool? It's so true. Or not, I mean, well, cool, it's very it's crazy, interesting. almost frustrating because you're like, it's how so do you not feel the same way that I'm feeling right now? When I listen to Bury Me With It by Modest Mouse, Ooh. I like I'm in another world. That That's perfectly understandable because there's songs of theirs that um, no matter when they come on takes me mm-hmm. to when we saw them takes oh, me yeah. to. A complete it takes me to a life that I've never lived exactly it, it I don't know it takes me to this place where like I get that feeling like butterflies and like I'm in my own world it's just me here um also like dancing queen yeah. by ABBA a song is a song I don't care how popular it is I don't care how whatever people think of it dancing queen is so close to my heart and it always will it's be beautiful. there's nothing I don't love about dancing queen but when I hear it now I think about when Hannah and I played it, I just thought of a song. On the way, I'm excited to hear it. We, you, mm-hmm. Hannah and I played it on the way home from Santa Barbara after the day that we all went to Lizard's Mouth and then we went to Craft mm-hmm. Ramen and then mm-hmm. we were walking around. And that same night, we went to Shamrock, oh, which was like really fun because I, I love bringing Hannah into like the local places mm-hmm. I go, like incorporating her into my normal life yeah. <laughs> is really fun for me and cool crossover mm-hmm. and you and i uh or we we took separate cars because you had driven your car to my house mm-hmm. so you were in your car driving home and yeah. hannah and i were in my car and we play that song on repeat oh, almost all the way to lompoc oh, and we just shouted the lyrics we are very respectful of you when you're in your car because when it's just her and i we just blast songs and scream them at the top of our lungs but it is so (laughs) cathartic and i've never had anyone in my life that i could do that with like to me that's an activity that i can only do alone like screaming at the top of my lungs acting like a complete moron yeah and just dancing true this happened to me recently and to have a best friend that you can do that with like I could cry and Mm -hmm. so like dancing queen in my head is like one of those memories that I have that like I'll never forget the feeling that I had when we were screaming and singing it and it was just like so sweet and nice and I was like this is my fucking best friend like I've never had a a female best friend like this and I don't think I'll ever find this in anyone else and then a few months later for my mom's birthday um, I don't know if you remember this. I think you came over that night, but I was really drunk. <laughs> it was when we, we went to see my dad play and then, uh, her friend Jana and her daughter came over and I got my mom to take shots with me, which is extremely <laughs> I, rare. I remember that. Okay. And we all, uh, it might've been before you came over, but we all, I turned on dancing queen on the TV mm-hmm. and her, 
and I and Jana and her daughter all danced to it in the living room and it was just so fun and like I don't have a lot of those memories with my family and it was really sweet that makes me think of two memories okay I'd Um, love to hear that one's not a memory but the song I thought of was one thing leads to another by the fix it's just this random 80s song one hit wonder Mm -hmm. super like throwaway but for some reason that song evokes a great emotion in me mm-hmm. and it's like a positive one and it's like a enduring one like when i listen to that i feel like i can get through anything that's beautiful it's really strange because it's i know what like a kind of like a basic structure song it is because uh-huh. it's like super 80s there's a lot of like weird 80s uh not quite hair metal uh-huh. but like um just like songs that style mm-hmm. i don't know and then another is dancing with you in your living room listening to Ario Speedwagon when we were drunk. Do you want me to cry right now? Yeah. I think about that all of the time. I remember because I I drew something. I'm just going to keep on loving you? Yeah. Where was everyone? (laughs) Um, I think they were like uh, down south when your dad was like um, having you know, surgery. having cancer. <laughs> yeah, you know when your dad had the cancer, he would. They, they yeah, were... he, he still has cancer. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, a relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, sitting, fucking dancing and singing with you, drunk to Ario's feed wagons. Yeah. I just want to keep on loving you. And then I drew a snake because it. One of the lyrics is like, I'll coiled up and hiss uh-huh. that whatever I, I drew a fucking snake and it I was the worst song. drawing I've ever done and I have that somewhere because of it and it's just like that song that moment uh-huh. always gonna be in my heart I forever. always think of you when I hear that song now and and I remember when I told my dad that I love that song because in my head I thought, <laughs> I thought that I was cool because <laughs> I loved that song yeah. and then I told him and he was like Ugh, are you mm-hmm. serious? Are you a speed wagon? I'm like, what do you mean? It's so funny because I would assume that he'd have some like s- some really deep cuts and tracks and I'd like relate to him on a lot of music, but I don't really know what kind of music he's into that he could think Ario Speedwagon. Because I totally get it. Because like back in his day, Ario Speedwagon was like the main stream shit. Very and that's cheesy. Just, like, you know, like yeah. I could do that with a thousand artist now i don't know my dad's way too cool for me the it's, things that i think are cool were cheesy in his day and he still holds on to that and i don't think i'll ever like uh, it's what i imagine you being a dad is like is like oh, our kids God, are gonna be like dad i love this song by blink 182 and you're like fuck that band i but i enjoy blink okay but now, whatever but it was just the I example exactly, i came I, up I would, with you know what i mean it's gonna <clears> be do. the same shit <laughs> well that's one of my uh big fears is i've considered uh that's a huge motivation and why i think i've calmed down a lot mm-hmm. in that snobbery so to speak is because yeah. i never want to have a kid you've done that for me and i appreciate that oh, i've had to dude. it's either that or break up with you and i was like hmm this is a hard one i guess i can listen to drake but i, I like drake but anyways so like i i realized that i had to loosen up a lot because i never want to have a kid someday come dad like can you buy me this? Well, I guess there was no, there's not going to be CDs, but Shh, I, I remember being a kid walking up to my dad, like, dad, mm-hmm. uh, can you buy me the CD? And he, him just rolling his eyes like, oh yeah. God, what the fuck is this going to be? But it was the doors. Oh. And yeah, he was like, you're oh, cool. hell we get yeah. It. Shut and, the fuck up. But, well, I'm just saying like, 
I would hate <laughs> for him to have rolled his eyes and went, ugh, God, no. Like, what if he hated the doors? What if he, like, my mom yeah. does not like the doors. How? Well, she's not real. Well, <laughs> your mom well, does not she, exist. She has a good reason. When she was a stripper, there was one of the fellow strippers always danced to fellow doors. Strippers. You know, her colleague. <laughs> her fellow strippers. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. But you can't hate the doors. No, you can't. That's not it's right. Annoying. It is so annoying. That's horrible. I get that. And I don't think you're actually going to be that way. I mean, I think that you'll educate them on what you think what was actually really lame. Cool. Yeah. But <clears throat> something that like I hold close is there are, oh. as I'm sure everyone has, like those memories that you made when you were a kid that just like latched on to you. Mm. And one of them was, um, you know, well, my dad is sober now but he used to be an alcoholic happens to the best of us um mm -hmm, cheers and when we lived in tennessee we used to have these nights where my dad would you know be very drunk and he would ask if i wanted to stay up and we'd just listen to music we'd put headphones on because he had like you know headphones like we're wearing right now like studio headphones for recording And we'd put on headphones and we'd both like take turns playing each other songs that we really liked. Mm -hmm. But mind you, I was like seven, (laughs) seven, eight, nine, you know. You don't like Drake Bell, dad? (laughs) Well, hey, he (laughs) showed me one of Drake Bell's songs called I Know. And he took me to my first concert, which was Drake Bell, free at the Franklin Mall. So fuck off. (laughs) Um, But but we took turns showing each other songs. Obviously, my songs suck dick because they were like Hillary Duff and Cheetah Girls. But I remember (laughs) showing him this one specific Hillary Duff song. I can't remember what it's called right now. Something with the word fly. Maybe it's just called fly. Either way, it's an extremely cringy song now. And when I re-listen to it, I want to cry because no, <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. But I remember him show. I remember showing him the song, and he was so supportive and so like, yeah, I can totally like see the concept behind this song. Like, I totally get why you enjoy it, and it meant so fucking much to me that he said that that I've never forgotten it and I do not like that song now and then there was one more time where my mom and I were going out somewhere and I had recently gotten I think another Hillary Duff CD because I was really into her I mean she's fucking hot so I had every right to be but um and my mom was like rolling her eyes upset because she didn't want to have to listen to the cd in the car and my dad said come on like you gotta let her listen to the music she enjoys and that meant so much to me because i know it wasn't anything he enjoyed he knows my mom didn't enjoy it but he knew that it was important for me to be able to express myself with the music that i listened to and that i enjoyed in the moment and that you know i don't know that was very validating for me beautiful yeah that reminds me of a uh, memory i have listening to excuse me listening to iron maiden with my mom and my dad in the truck um because my dad's like a big like christian guy and this is towards the end of their relationship i was like 14 years old this is probably the final nail in the coffin (laughs) Um, well, we don't. That fine. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me compose myself. We're listening to Iron Maiden, uh, "Number of the Beast," and it starts with this voiceover of this man like, 
He who hath understanding no reckons the number of the beast, for it is a human number. The number is six hundred and sixty-six, and it plays <laughs> and it just talks just like that. And then it just goes into this like really classic, amazing eighties metal song. Mm-hmm. And just like my dad, just like, ah, oh, God, oh, just rolling so his eyes. And me and my mom just fucking rocking out to it. Cute. Just at my dad's expense. Glorious. I love that. Dude. I, I have know. a lot of stories like that, like with me and my dad enjoying a song and my mom being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, only recollection regarding Iron Maiden is when we were driving Cheyenne to, Ty- to meet Tyler. Yeah. Before we went to Wood Ranch. Yeah. And uh, she, or we were trying to find music that we like all agreed on. Mm -hmm. And she likes Iron Maiden. So we played Iron Maiden. And it was like the first time I ever heard it. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. You don't? Yeah. I remember that. I remember that because I was like, this isn't something I like, but if they enjoy it, (laughs) sure. That's nice. (laughs) No, I didn't hate it, but I had never heard it before. Oh, okay. That's one of the few bands like. I'm very, you know, I'm very bad with lyrics and uh-huh. I, I don't memorize them very well and I don't understand them any better. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden lyrics, like their greatest hits, at least, mm-hmm. I know every lyric to every fucking song of theirs and it's so weird. Yeah, I feel like I remember we oh, played I'm, a song and you were like, oh, I know every word to that's this true, one. That's true and I still to this day do. It's that's crazy. Funny. I could sing the whole Number of the Beast song right now. Not that it would be good, but I know the words. <laughs> That's all that matters. Dude, I gotta take a piss. Excellent. Woo! Be right back. Alright, welcome back. For after that very, very, very brief little commercial break okay um time to do questions i asked some people on my instagram if they'd have any questions for kylie you guys did not come through it was <laughs> embarrassing did it twice uh good god some people suck first of all i hate doing the questions thing because no one ever answers like, i don't my ever questions. if anyone ever posts a story saying like ask me a question i never do it too so i can't I can't expect I don't know much. what I have to do to get people. Like, I literally had to, to ask people, you like, what's your favorite dessert? And everyone's like, I like cranberry okay, sauce. Okay, it's like a specific dumb. question is much easier to I answer know, than something broad but like, like that. People don't want to think. Person. Yeah, oh, but people don't want to come up with something. You have to, you have, to have a bigger fan base to I guess that's true. I know. Through. I just I'd imagine what having a fan base is like, and I don't really have one yet. So it's literally you just do. It's just not. Nah, it's a bunch of fuckwads that follow me back on Instagram, and I follow them back. Dude, she is appalled because she's one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should see. No, I if, just think you should be nicer to your, the people that support you. Maybe they should be nicer to me. God damn it! Ask me some fucking questions once in a while. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Just ask. Um, it's true. All right. So I have a couple couple questions. Okay. Um, first one's from Hannah. She said, can you mail me the slow Delco Fruit Loops donut? I'd like a dozen, but one would do. Okay. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. Because I refuse to go to slow because I feel like they're extremely contaminated right now. (laughs) They had like way more cases than I feel like, Mm. you know, where we are. That's where it started in our area. Yeah. And I have someone... Or I I know of someone that works in um, 
at French Hospital in Slow, and they had to do you know awful things like move ICU patients to the Cal Poly gymnasium. So you know, I just prefer to stay away from there right now. So the answer is no, Hannah. It's not Sorry. happening, Hannah. Fuck off. All right, and Becca asked, "What are important albums and artists to you?" I've never seen you so (laughs) stricken with fear. I get really stressed when it comes to music questions. Me too, because I feel like um, a lot of people are looking to see how cool I am when I answer the questions. And then also, I know there's something I'm forgetting. Totally. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. I'm always going to forget what is actually important to me. And then I'm going to be in the car. The song's going to come on and I'm going to go, fuck, that was what it was. Damn it. Um... Can you ask the question again? Yeah. Uh, important albums slash artists to you. Okay. Um, artists that are important to me are um, Regina Spector. She, uh, I can't think of a specific album because there's kind of just like a, a collection of songs from all of her albums. That I also I, fucked you over on that because I gave you that flash drive with all of her music as MP3s and didn't really have much of like a. I don't care. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I mean, that was beautiful, and I appreciate that you did that. Um, but but I mean, there's not one specific album because I appreciate all of her albums, and there's songs from each of them that bring me joy. That's an important artist. That's um, nice. let's see. Is there an album from an artist you don't you know usually care for, but the album itself is pretty you know spectacular? That's a good question. Like, I think um, if someone asked me that question, I know I could say the Adolescence Blue album is an untouchable, perfect uh, record from the 1980s. And there are other stuff. It's okay. There's some good songs. I think, I mean, one of my favorite albums, I believe, (laughs) is uh, Modest Mouse. uh, Good news for people who love bad news. Mm Mm-hmm. It's an untouchable record. It's amazing. One thousand percent. And I really love Modest Mouse. Um, I another I'd say is probably the Eagles. Uh, I don't have a specific album for that either, but the Eagles are just important to me because it reminds me of my dad, um, and it just feels like, you know, growing up, yeah. like childhood. Um, I think Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I really love the Beach Boys. Uh, I remember when I was a kid and I first heard the Beach Boys and it was all on my own that I discovered them kind of like my dad didn't doesn't didn't really seem to be that into them and he never mentioned them. And I remember telling my dad that I liked the Beach Boys and him just saying, no, you don't. You don't know who they are. And I was oh, like, yes, geez. I do. On, I really dad. like them. And then I started naming some songs and he was like, oh, you oh. do. And I was like, yeah, I do. And so um, that was a cool. I felt like I gained some cool points from yeah. my dad. Got some. Cred. Is this whole episode just like people realizing I have daddy issues? And I'm, uh, no, I, I I'm think, trying I think to prove to my na- dad that I'm cool. Naked pictures on the Internet. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so Beach Boys, Modest Mouse, Regina Spector, absolutely. Um, the Smiths are really important to me because thinking of the Smiths, I think of you and meeting you you and getting to know you. Um, The Cure also is really important to me because same, same, uh, concept. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. 
It's okay. You know, I'm sure there's more. But, brain, but those are good those answers. Those four are very important to me for That's sure. That's beautiful. I appreciate you answering. All right. Uh, a lovely Haley says, why is she the best? Oh, <laughs> Well, the the facts are that I'm just I'm not. <laughs> oh. I'm not the best Haley, but you certainly are. Haley's fantastic. Haley is the best. She's sweet, she's smart, she's funny, and she's fucking doing shit, and that's great. She I can I haven't seen her since she left for college and I thought that I was going to. Oh, I know this fucking pain which sucks. doomer. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm coming back because of the pandemic. They closed my school. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to hang out. And then I was like, oh, shit, no, this is serious. We cannot hang out. Mm, um, damn. But from social media, strictly, mm-hmm. I can tell how much she's already blossomed going to school know, for the, so for the time that she did. And I'm just so happy for her and happy to see her. And I love her. That's beautiful. So anyways, she's great. I'm not. You are great. And so is Haley. Okay, well, so, shut I, up. I'm not going to talk about me being great. I'm going to talk about how Haley's great, and I love her. I think it was more the question might have been uh, directed at me. Why Too is bad. she the best? Okay, Anna asked, first impression of Dallas. Ooh, well, which first impression? Because I started talking both. to both. you on do Facebook. The, do the first one, and then the in-person one. Okay. I'm I'm sweating already. I, I ha, I'm having a little panic attack right now. I think. Well, my first impression of you was I saw you in the like friends you may know section on Facebook in 2011. Fuck. Wow. That's almost ten, 10 years, years ago. To, tomorrow. I'm just kidding. Next year. <laughs> Ow, it's my toe. <laughs> and I thought, goddamn. This this boy is hot. Boy, was she wrong? <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. I'm still right. Um, I thought you were hot because your your profile picture was you sitting on a roof, bad boy, with a tattoo, batter boy, because you were like 16 and you had sunglasses on. I mean, what more could still you still one of the coolest photos I've ever Seriously. seen? Oh, you know, you know what's so funny? The guy who took that, mm-hmm. I just saw him when I went to Napomo the other day. Oh, weird. Okay, back to me. Okay. So, anyways, so my first impression was this boy's hot, and then I added you, added me back, cha-ching. I've at this point in my life, I had never had a girl add me on Facebook. I just had to look at their cleavage and go, "I'll add her." And she added me first. So I was like, oh, yeah. And I don't I'm trying to remember that, like the time in my life where I did that, because that wasn't something that I normally did. I'm pretty sure like I had just been broken up with by a boyfriend and I was like, I got to get some revenge. (laughs) And anyway, so you added me back and then you poked me on Facebook. Did I? Or did you poke me first? I'm pretty sure you poked me first. Ugh, what a fucking bitch. And then I poked you back, and then I think it went on a little longer, and then you messaged me, and you said... I remember this. <laughs> I remember said, this like the back of my hand. <laughs> I'm gonna poke you in real life, and I think I lost my goddamn mind, because I was like, one, this boy just messaged me, and then two... He said something so provocative. So provocative. How dare he? And in my fucking book, like, provocative's the only way to go. I I don't know what started this bullshit, 
And I'm sorry. Every time you said something to me, it was provocative and I was ready for it at any <laughs> time. I was ready for it. I remember when you used to, tr- you tr- tried to sex to me oh. before we had ever met. I still try and it <laughs> still fails. No, but it was worse back then because you, you used to ask me like, Oh, stop right there. Stop right there. I don't need I don't need anyone else to know. That was I was underage. This is illegal. Like the cringy questions. Oh the fuckboy questions. Like like like, what would you do if we were together right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh and and I had no idea. I was still a virgin when I was talking. I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. Because first of all, I was not. Second of all, I know. I was so that was me. No, no, I said I was gonna stop you right there. (laughs) That means shut up. Um you were the only girl that was patient enough to let me get past the fuckboy stage with her to actually speak on like a human level. And I think that's how we got to know each other so well and how I learned to that. Oh, you can be more than just a pervy fuckboy. You can also be a pervy fuckboy with personality. Yeah. So I don't know. There was just there was a couple uh there was like at least a month where we talked nonstop and we were like texting every day. And I was already in love with you. No, no. <laughs> and then there were years we went years. without. Years. Or, or not years, but there were like months in between us talking at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were living our lives and dating. Mm-hmm. whatever you want to call that and with how young we were mm-hmm. other people and you know enjoying fingering. our uh, other people yeah. and, you know enjoying <laughs> our adolescence and i would just receive a random poem from you <laughs> no 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 don't you dare because this was the sweetest thing in the goddamn world and it it just like refreshed me and made me feel okay again Because I would think about you every once in a while and then I would receive a poem and it was like, okay, everything's okay. I still have Dallas. Things are fine. Like he's still there. And it was so nice to know. That's so funny. I felt very similarly because even when all the other girls wouldn't text back. Kylie would text back. Uh, no, I didn't. I Remember, always had... you always told me how bad I was at texting back. Oh, you were back. the worst. You were the worst. Well, no. It, here's the thing is that you would text back. You always eventually would. Uh-huh. But it would take so long. Because I usually had another boyfriend at the time. Oh, God. But whatever. Regardless. And then like. So whoever she's not texting back quickly to now. It's because she has another boyfriend. Just get used to it. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys will fall in love someday. It's fine. No, that's not true. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you were just always in the back of my mind. I remember when you messaged me and you were like, I like this girl. I don't know if I should tell her. <laughs> and I thought it was me. Oh, stop right there. The question was the first impression <laughs> of Dallas, not the story. Too of- bad. I thought that you were talking about me. And I was like, Ugh, oh, yeah, you gross. should just tell her. And you were like, OK, I did. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> he did not just tell me he likes me <laughs> well to me i was like um i poked you on fate like clearly i like you no whatever. it was dead obvious, okay anyways we okay. my first impression of uh, dallas online was that he was hot and he was you know crazy he was provocative uh my first impression of him in person was also 
this boy's hot. <laughs> and also, how the fuck is his head actually that no, big? No, that's not true. Uh, my first impression of meeting Dallas in person was we came more in contact through um, his friend Zach Honeycutt, who I think I had also become friends with online, and he was having a show for his band Church Mouse at the time at this place called Stages in Lompoc. And uh, because it was in Lompoc, I decided to ask Dallas if he was going. And Dallas was like, of course I am. And I said, oh, shit, me too. I'm getting goosebumps like again. (laughs) Just like Dallas had promised me probably a couple years prior was when he saw me, he would pick me up and spin me around. (laughs) And uh, the second that I walked into stages, he parted the crowd and he picked me up. I parted the crowd. I remember just literally just Moses and the Red Sea. You were much taller than everyone else in that place. I don't know what was going on there, (laughs) but I was quite young. So I don't think everyone had quite hit their peak yet, but he parted the crowd and uh, picked me up and hugged me. And it was really sweet. At the time, he had told me he was going to kiss me, but he was too shy. I was definitely too shy. Well, I was also I had a boyfriend. So how dare you? I don't give a shit. Um, I, I still kissed you. No, you did. Eventually. Not. Well, okay, that was after. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, spun me around and uh, was just very sweet and charming. Uh, you have no, I'm gonna stop you right there He texted me while the show was going on And said oh my god your butt Yeah because you had spoken about You having a bubble butt And I'm sorry don't times. act like I had I brought it up myself You said stop, so stop. how's your butt I don't remember what, what kind phrase of butt I used. do you have Well yeah I don't know I don't even anyways shut up I'm talking now the okay. men are talking um, Fuck off. <laughs> the I had finally seen your ass, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this was a point of conversation many uh, moons for you and I." So I had to text you mid-show, like, "Oh my god, look at your butt!" Yes, he did. That was amazing. Ugh, you, I, you were like the person I was waiting for, and you know what? Even in the time when I had a lot of close friends that were girls, you were always like the sleeper cell of like secret <laughs> best friend, tell my secrets to my feelings, like poems, all that dumb pussy shit. And once you were finally like in my life, it was like this huge relief. It was like this lady's finally here. I can be as myself as I can possibly be because this person seemingly would know me as Mm -hmm. much as she could have because we spoke for years before we met we spoke for about three years before we met in person we started talking in 2011 and we met in 2014 Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy Mm -hmm. that is crazy because when i think about it like we essentially are high school sweethearts in a weird way essentially but i was about to graduate and i had graduated a year early so so not really so not really <laughs> not <laughs> but even like close. but like we've been dating since we we're teenagers okay yeah yuck that is gross that's really gross meeting you was the most exciting time of my life to this day and i think the next exciting step would will be marrying you oh, and having your child that's beautiful which one which is it well if we're being traditional Ugh. we'll marry first but in my, uh, unfortunately, 
I feel like we'll probably have a child. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that unfortunate? My parents never married and they're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, meeting you was great. Uh, my first impression was just the excessive amount of butterflies and joy and like rush of adrenaline I felt and how fucking hot you were. Wow. I've never been called hot by anyone but you. So this is like That doesn't make big... any sense. I think you're really hot. I know, but girls are fucking dumb cunts, so they don't, don't say things do like you're not hot. Say that. <laughs> okay. Women are stupid bitches. There. I'll, I'll tone it down a lot. They don't say things like they don't encourage boys. Also Also, you've been dating this same girl for six years, so I kind of hope that no other girl's like, You're hot. I mean, if they have, it's gone right over my head. Like whatever <laughs> spam message biatch whatever yeah my first impression of you is oh my god this isn't a girl this is a woman <laughs> i remember distinctly like un feeling like i had underestimated you and was like oh i gotta clear some shit off of my like agenda and schedule as a person f- for you when you walked in and then oh you were funny like you were the <laughs> first you. girl that was like funny without just being funny to get people's attention you know what i mean you were acting dumb you were like quick and snappy and had the driest sense of humor on the planet just the most deadpan like and i was in love with that shit at the time and you're still funny now well i just mean like it was like super hot then now Uh it's like we get it kylie (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so thanks So, yeah. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. you. I love you too. Um, Okay. Well, then I have uh, my questions and I'll ask you. Already nervous. Okay. (laughs) First one's real easy. Oh, shit. Share kinks. Share kinks. That's all it says. Can I see who said that? Mm -mm. Nope. You have to subscribe to my OnlyFans for me to share these kinks. Share kinks. I don't know. Do you have any kinks? No, that was, the question wasn't for me. Oh, it's for me? Yes. These questions are specifically for you. Okay, which amazing gay guy asked about the kinks? Just answer Okay, it. all right. Um... <sighs> At least one. I'm thinking. Let me think. Damn. You know what's <laughs> one of my kinks is patience. First of all, Jesus. Um, kinks. Mm, there's one point in my life I couldn't come unless Kylie spit in my mouth. That was one. Yeah, spit in my mouth. Are you okay there? She is all kinds of uncomfortable. She's not even here right now. She left. So. Uh, hey, J-Lo, cut that out. Um, all right, I gotta... <laughs> fucking... <laughs> she's not in here right now. She's pale. She's the same shade of white as her blouse. Ew, did I just say blouse? You know what one of my kinks is? Embarrassing myself. Um, oh, no, that's a real one. I shouldn't say that. That's like a shame. There's like a real shame one. Kinks. I don't know. Let me look at my list of kinks. Um butt stuff it's a kink okay <laughs> this is weird i don't i've never talked about it. i've always that Me thing's either. gonna fall sweetie 
Any, <laughs> that mic is gonna fall. You can't. There you go. You, you 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 can lower it down here. Is that better? So it's down there. There you so, go. So that we can speak into it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Dang, I've never had my heart race so much with my hands so dry. Usually my palms get a little sweaty. Okay. A question like this: Share kinks. Do you have any kinks? Share your nope. kinks. Share a kink, I don't have please. Any. I don't have any. She likes old teachers. Um, go ahead. What's the main way to a Dallas heart? The main way to a Dallas heart? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... <sighs> that's a tough one. <laughs> the, the ones that I'm about to ask you are very tough. Okay, that's fine. This person was very creative in their questions. Well, good for them, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably funnier because of who it might be so what what is something that like you know really sells you on a person like what's the main way to your heart what is something that someone does for you where you're just like i really appreciate and love them someone who can laugh at things that aren't typically accepted as jokes Uh but anyone who can identify something that's funny anything who notices something a little out of the ordinary or um, a little subtle. There was a joke recently on a f- uh, oh on that Mark Twain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Brennan, who we, we had just seen actually, he he co-creator of Sir Chappelle's show, mm-hmm. and he had made a joke about this company asking him for a, a Universal had called him about a weed movie and said, "Hey, are you doing this weed movie?" Um, with Dave Chappelle, and he's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, uh, can we? Can you? When can you pitch it to us?" And he said, uh, "In about thirty days' time." Mm-hmm. Do you get that joke? It's okay if you don't. No, it's thirty because it, that's how long it takes like weed to get out of your system, and it's a weed oh. movie, and you need to get the weed movie out of your system to like pitch it to someone. And I thought that was really funny, and like not even anyone in the crowd laughed. And I was like, "This is like really like acute and like subtle, and it means someone's paying attention." Yeah. And I just like to notice, I think be, someone who's observational, someone who pays attention, someone who like laughs when no one else is laughing. I feel like cool. you like, if you want to find your way into Dallas's heart, you just need to be like a misfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And I feel like the person that's not quite fitting in, that's a little bit of the oddball out that feels a kind of uncomfortable in the room of people you find yourself right trying to make them feel comfortable i do because trying to make them laugh well here yeah absolutely in the because midst of everything. holy shit have i always been most of the time like the uncomfortable one in the room or the misfit or like the anxious one mm-hmm. when i see someone else who's like that i just know now is my time to like lend out a extend an olive branch talk to them be like hey like fucking you know there's nothing better than getting the quiet person to laugh and like be yeah. obnoxious with me mm-hmm. that's that's a great way to my heart so some people are endearing on their own by being like that mm-hmm. yeah the quickest way to like for me to not like you is usually just by talking <laughs> Whoever's talking the most or about themselves the most, like I'm doing now, ugh, get out, get yeah, away. Yeah, it's from really me. funny that you say that, but you talk a lot about yourself. So. Well, this is my fucking show. No, I don't <laughs> just mean on your show. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, next question: um, Is there such thing as a true story? 
Um, no, that's ridiculous. I think based on a true story is the only version of true story you'll ever get. I think there is biases. I think there is a uh, human flaw in telling Every a true, true story. Every true story is still someone's opinion of exactly. what happened. There's, there's like, you know, the expression, there's three sides to a story. Yeah. Your story, my story, and, and the truth. It really happened. It what really yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. And like I had just said previously in the episode here, um, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Amen, sister. Like, unless I'm on trial here, like, I'm going to fucking pump up some details for a good story. Yeah. It's fun. Everyone does. Who, Who doesn't do shit? that? Yeah. My brother's pretty guilty of it. I love it. I love him for that. That's like one of the, like, he's a very pragmatic um, person, very utilitarian, but like the one area where he's like a little flexible is like facts mm-hmm. and like stories and like, oh yeah. Like as a kid, he'd always like make up some bullshit. Like Dallas felt like 30 feet and I'm like, it was definitely two feet, but thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <But thank> you. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it just embellished just a little yeah. bit and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Love him for that. I, I enjoy that when you're like telling a story with your friend and you both are just like connected on the same page and embellishing yeah, the same amount and yeah. you're like, fuck yeah. yeah. Bull and yeah. shit together. <laughs> yeah, 1000%. It makes it so much better though. Oh, it's good. So yeah, um, that was that was one of those like loaded questions where there was like, I know there's something that turns sorry. So. I'll I'll let you know when it changes. The per- questioner, question when the person, yeah, when the person who the asker, yeah. Uh, how many times a day do you think about what you're doing? Oh, this is brutal because it happens so often, and the uh, it's like the source of my anxiety is I was thinking about what I was doing. The moment I woke up, I was like, I'm laying in bed wasting. I hit snooze, which I never do. I'm not a snooze alarm guy. I wake up and I'm up type of thing. And I I was very tired because I stayed up late last night. Life is fucking caution thrown to the wind right now. We don't give a shit. I was up late. It was fucking a disaster. Exactly. And I was like, oh, man. So I was thinking about it. The first thing I woke up, first thing when I woke up, I mean, and like I was thinking about when I was folding laundry, I was like, what am I doing? And I, I had written reminders for things on my whiteboard next to my bed. That's to, so the first thing I did when I woke up was to look at it and th- immediately engage those things. Uh-huh. I think about what I'm doing all of the time. Yeah, you do. It's, you do. It's so annoying. You, you don't settle down very easily. I feel like the only time that I get you to settle down is like right before we're going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm someone that could lay in bed all day and just like enjoy a TV series it or a movie. It drives me nuts. Yeah, and you, can't you can't do that. You're always thinking like the last time I was over here when you were like downstairs and like on your phone and like on the computer, I was freaking out <laughs> because you just could not settle down. And I was like, there's truly nothing else to do right now I except what I'm doing. Oh my God. But, and, but you had to be doing something every second. I was like, calm the fuck down. I can't just dude. lay down. You there's know, nothing is, else to do this right is now. How I've always been I've always wanted to be. I've always had a fear of missing out. I've always. But this is your had, time. Your, your this time. is that's what. The, but this is my time to be like that. Because usually I'm like, oh shit, I have to get ready. I have to go to jujitsu. I have to shower. I have to get ready for work. I have to be at work. I have to focus on work. I have to okay now have lunch and then oh I have to do my tasks at work and then I have to drive home and then it's like oh I have to make sure everything's prepared for when I wake up, to the, and then all that's gone and so I have all of this like 
scheduling and structure that's mm-hmm. open. Open. And I don't know where to put it, where to go. So I'm just trying to get ahead of the just curve while I can. Just enjoy it. Okay. Actually. I don't know. I mean, of course, I do feel like there's productive things you could be doing throughout your day, like recording podcasts, promoting your podcast, yep. you know, posting on your mm-hmm. Instagram page, whatever. But I mean, what the fuck else do you have to do? I mean, whatever. If you come up with a great, you know, business tactic or whatever to, have to do during this time. More. There's so much exercise. To learn. But like if it's just you and I fucking settle down, dude. Well, well, here's the thing. I can do that. But not all day. I can't sit I can. there. I can't. I, can. I put. I woke. We woke also, up. We I woke think, up. Okay, and I put fair, a TV show on. I put a TV show mm-hmm. on Netflix just to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then we almost finished the whole series. And I was <laughs> like, "What? Um, I wanted to do anything else today." Okay, but to be fair, yeah. I don't really have anything else to be doing at your house. That's true. So true. to expect me to like get up and do something is kind of ridiculous when when you're not supposed to be going outside to begin with. I know, but like we could have been doing a lot of things. Could have been learning. No. Yo- could have been learning a jujitsu technique. Mm, could have been doing yoga. Could no. have been. Um, I could have been running jokes by you. You could have been like, well, "What about? What do you think about this for a porn star name?" You know, all kinds of things. So. All things you could do from bed. But I can't. That's the thing is I will be trapped in bed and it gives me anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety because I spent quite a lot of time when I lived here being unproductive, Mm -hmm. laying in bed, just thinking for hours, just staring at the wall, just thinking about so many things and just like getting nothing done about it. Mm -hmm. And when someone else is in the bed, I can't just sit there and think. I'm like, there's a whole nother body here. Like, I have to engage or, like, interact or, like, watch okay, something. Okay, fine. Maybe, maybe it's healthy for you that you feel that way. I think in, in my head, like, my favorite thing when I was younger was just because I was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of days, I got to lay in bed and do absolutely nothing. Oof. And I think that, like, I... When I was busy and when I was working all the time and stuff, I craved that. Like that was all I wanted. Sometimes, some like some days, all I wanted to do was just have a day where I could literally lay in bed all day and do nothing at all. Mm. And so, now that I have that, I'm I'm taking advantage of it to some aspect. I've started, you know, I mean, I'm not really doing anything, but I've started getting up. You know, I make myself breakfast. I go downstairs and I eat outside and my my parents sit outside with me and we chat. And then I haven't really been laying in bed all day as much as I was in the very beginning. But I was also sick in the beginning, so it doesn't really count. Well, here's the thing is I'm completely alone. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. So everything that does or doesn't get done is only on me and my shoulders. Well, I feel like you have a, a lot more... Uh, uh, I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but like you person. could probably get a lot more done because you are alone. Like I feel like there's a lot yeah. of things I don't want to do because everyone else is home in my house. I, uh, I, yeah, I have a lot more freedom. There's a lot more time for independence. I can express that. It's like yeah. really, it's easy. Like I really was afraid of the world for so long uh-huh. and 
hid myself away in this room and collected movies and CDs and records and just did anything I could to isolate myself and make this the most comfortable place to be. Mm-hmm. When I found out the most rewarding thing was uh, branching out and doing something outside of it. That's beautiful. And now I have the comfort of knowing that like w- once I'm tired of all that, and I need a break. I can come right back here and just fucking enjoy things. And mm-hmm. then the head, and then I'm still just like this never-ending fucking circus game show. <laughs> just every fucking day. So, like when I go over to your house, try to sleep. Oh my god, it's hard. <laughs> Because I don't have any, I don't have access to any of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I do? I, I'm constantly like, how do I get in a little better shape? Or how do I get like a little better looking? Or like, how do I get like a couple more friends or a couple more downloads? Or maybe <laughs> there's like a cool show I could be uh, creating. Or maybe there's a joke I'm missing. Or maybe there's a punchline. Or like, it's just like, fucking, I'm going, well, I'm going. I'm zinging, good. I'm zinging, I'm zooming. I'm fucking dipping. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably good. It's probably better to, you know live like that and think like that than just to just be like i love this band <laughs> i love watching this well, show i think it really comes out too when i do the solo episodes because my mind is a scatter um who the fuck asked this question what a rude question <laughs> moving on shall we move on okay. yeah Eggs fried or scrambled? Ooh, I like a good fried egg. I think really? scrambled is a little too commonplace. Fuck off. And I only like sc- scrambled is good at home. If you get scrambled eggs anywhere else, it's gross. I don't like that. So okay. I like a good fried egg. Um, I like when you cut it open and the yolk falls everywhere and just gets all covered. Literally because of the the intro to the Showtime series Dexter, I love egg yolk Never on everything. Seen. Oh Jesus. <clears throat> Okay, tamales or pizza? Um, I well, here's the thing. Have you ever had a tamale? Oh, I've had tamales as long as I could possibly okay. remember. I, I had sure. this wonderful um, neighbor Sylvia, and I was good friends with her son Michael, and he. I, that's who I'd like hang out with most because he was definitely like the weird one of the bunch. Where was this? Napomo. Okay, I actually drove by. Um, my old neighborhood where I grew up and she was still there and she's still sitting in her garage and I That's saw so her cute. and it was like one of like the only moments of are you able to just like take a deep breath when you see that you're like <sighs> I, I could cry right Sylvia's now. here well it was just like thank you like she's still around like that's so sweet yeah um I had to drive through my old neighborhood and a lot of the places I grew up in in Napomo to just kind of put to bed and like make peace with the fact that life didn't pan out the way you wanted it well to. it didn't pan out the way i wanted it to but i also wanted to like almost ensure the fact that there wasn't some life i missed out on i wanted to see what i could have missed but out are on you sure and what i well here's the thing is i thought the rest of my life would be spent in this area mm-hmm. or at least my young adult life i thought that i was gonna go to school with my friends. I thought we were going to graduate together. I thought I was going to learn to drive with them. I thought we were going to go live out our dreams from yeah. this one like point of trajectory. 1000%. I think that's where you and I relate is one, our parents didn't push us to do anything. Mm-hmm. We weren't forced to be good at anything. Yeah. And two, I think we were both taken away from, you know, kind of growing up our roots or yeah our roots growing up with the people that we started experiencing things with 
I was taken away from my home at seventh grade and then again freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then the people that I started freshman year with, I still changed again. And so I I, I didn't I, I feel like I had no roots anywhere. And I still don't really feel like I have roots anywhere. I think that's why I won't really be, I mean, in a, in a sense, but like, I don't feel tied to anywhere necessarily. Or I, I long for the places that I thought I was going to grow up. Like when you and I drove around the neighborhood that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. the town that I grew up in, I, all I wanted to do was just like cry and I longed for what it would have been like to grow up there. And and same with Nip sorry, same with Napomo, honestly, I feel the same way. Because in my head it was my uh second chance mm-hmm. to grow up with people and I still didn't get that. I was still taken away from there. That sounds like it was like kidnapped or some shit. I know. It wasn't that dramatic, (laughs) but just I had to move away from there and I was never able to go back and grow up with the people that I got attached. I got reattached to, which was a big bummer. And I feel like you and I kind of went through the same thing in that sense is like we both had such a connection to Napomo and we never really got to live that out. Mm -hmm. It's very strange to see how it's affected us as adults. I think that I wasn't always such a bitter asshole. Mm -hmm. Um, It really took till about 16, 17 years old before Mm -hmm. this kind of settle in before I was like, I mean, I was always kind of prickly with my words. Like I definitely spoke my mind, Mm -hmm. but um, there's a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger that stems from kind of, I can absolutely attribute it to feeling like I got cheated out of, uh, a very important life experience. Do you think that you have a hard time like attaching to people and places now because of it? Or do you think that's still, or do you think that's something you don't have a problem with? I feel like I feel those connections very deeply. Yeah. Very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'm so used to kind of having like my heart broken in that way. Mm-hmm. I almost, I did, I used to be very av- avoidant. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a word, but like I would almost make it so people could get mad at me for being the way I was and just be just kind of shunning me. So I'd be like, oh fuck, at least I don't have to be connected to this asshole. You know what I mean? I just kind of like push people away. Just mm-hmm. like this weird defense mechanism. Because I had just gotten my heart ripped out. Like, oh, I don't get to graduate with my friends. I don't get to grow up with all of my best friends. Oh, it happened again? Mm-hmm. I went to two junior highs and six high schools, and it happened again and again and again and again. It's and a it, lot more painful than I think people realize. It's so weird. And I, I think it's a pain I'm still kind of coming to terms with. Yeah. Because the first half of my life, if you half my life completely, the first half is when it all happened when Mm -hmm. that started and now this whole second half has just been like jesus fucking christ like my whole upbringing was like moving around and getting to know people and then never seeing them again and then like 
it's so hard to i think social media has been very beneficial in kind of mellowing those feelings out yeah because you still get to stay in contact yeah, with those people that you kind of thought you'd never see really again cool. and then another cool thing is like i feel like one of the advantages to this is i can make friends with anyone anywhere mm-hmm. because i went to so many different places and saw so many different people just in this small area even and i had to like connect with all kinds of weird people and i think uh it really speaks to like when i'm talking to the weirdos in the room because i'm like a lot of the times the weirdos in the room were the only people that i was able to make friends with and it's mm-hmm. like i know what it's like to be nervous and new and shy and not know your way around and thank you for all the people who helped me find my way around yeah. well, I, I hope i can be that person to other people mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, kind of the cool thing about the Central Coast is it's it's big, but it's also so small mm-hmm. in the sense where, you know, there there were people that I thought I would never see again or never come in contact with again. And I totally have. And it's all kind of connected. You, you find that people from this town know people from this town and you never thought that they would come in contact um and that's that's cool i mean even like being with you like you've somehow kind of brought me back to napomo more than i ever thought i would be because i i kind of felt like i had lost a lot of my connection to napomo but you still maintaining friendships with people oh, man, there i'm always trying to find a way to get back there same <laughs> yeah and but that was so that was so you know nice and cathartic for me because after leaving Tennessee when I was in middle school I was really uncomfortable and I I didn't think that I would connect with people that the same way because I had gone to I had been with the same people from like kindergarten to Mm -hmm. to middle school yeah exactly and then having and then having to switch that was really difficult and but then I I became very attached to Nipomo and the people that I met there Mm. And then again, I was taken away from that. Um, so, and and I, throughout the years, have just kind of lost my connection to that place other than my grandparents. Mm. But it, it's nice and I think very cool and interesting that you and I both have a connection to Nopomo in that way. And I've really appreciated getting to know your friends who who I, I even knew when I mm-hmm. lived there, but didn't know, you know, very one-on-one or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So it's been really cool, uh, having that again. All right. Well, you. fuck. Next question. Well, you didn't Sorry even answer so the heavy. question. It was tamales or pizza. Ew, that was the question. <laughs> Jesus. Pizza. Okay. I used to accidentally eat the fucking corn husk shit that they put the tamales oh, in like idiot. a moron yeah it's definitely pizza what a question who knew the <laughs> simplest it's pizza because pizza's like sex yeah even if it's bad it's still pretty good I disagree. and i'd rather have bad pizza than no pizza i'd rather have masturbation than bad <laughs> sex okay fair enough that's all i have to say uh what's a number one pet peeve that you both share. What's one that still annoys the other? Like between us? Like one you and I have? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Huh. I don't know. 
What's one of your pet peeves? What's your number one pet peeve? Like with anything or just you? I don't know. It says that we both share, but I don't know that we share a pet peeve. Um, Each other? <laughs> no. Come oh, on. Okay. Well, well, tell me your number one pet peeve and I'll see if I agree. Hmm. I always try to think of this because this is a very common question, uh-huh. but it's a very difficult thing to answer because pet peeves are like a very shared experience. Um, Jesus. Literally, oh, man. this you Can you say anything before you fall asleep over there? I'm um, <laughs> not falling asleep. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that my number one pet peeve at the moment is uh, martyrs. Mm, yes jesus i think people that that pretend like they're doing something for for the masses for other people when it's really just to make themselves feel better and they're still fucking dickheads when things don't go their way or or you're friends with someone who's a martyr Mm -hmm. and so you see the behind the scenes of how they really feel about a situation but then they react to it as like oh no that's fine like i'll do anything you need me to yeah i have a big problem with disingenuous people like that disingenuous absolutely um big pet peeve of mine is when people aren't listening Mm -hmm. when they always find a way to bring the conversation back to themselves yeah um sometimes people can do that and be very interesting and Mm -hmm. that's okay because i like it's like if you're gonna talk about yourself like please better be a good story and it better have some like validity to the conversation yeah um yeah when people can only bring a conversation back to themselves um and when everything has to revolve around them is is a very big pet peeve of mine also when i don't know when people think that their problems are worse than everyone else's i Mm. think um a big lack of self-awareness really yeah that's my biggest pet peeve yeah a a self a lack of self-awareness one thousand percent I, I cannot stand that. Like someone who's like, I don't know. I can't stand when someone. I can't stand privileged people who <laughs> who think that they have it tough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I nothing worse than someone bitching about something that I've been through a thousand times and know that they're going to be OK. It's something that's very important to me. And I, I definitely haven't mastered by any sense. So I'm not trying to say I'm I'm perfect by any means, but. I try my best to be self-aware of the privileges I do have and not to complain about the things that, you know, a lot of people go through plus worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for whatever reason, it just does really annoy me when I see a privileged person complaining about a position they're in that's still better than thousands of people, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I could see that. So that's a shared pet peeve of ours, without a doubt. Okay. People's lack that, of self-awareness. Uh, what's the one that still annoys the other? Okay, do you have like a pet peeve of mine? Um, or something I do that's a pet peeve to you? Ooh, I'll have to think about it. I'm sure I do, like, because we've known each other for so long. Yeah. Is there one you, uh, you have about me? Go for it. I don't I have to think about 
characters? Uh, I'd probably have to think about it, too. Hmm. I think... A pet... If I'm being 1,000% honest. <laughs> uh, Lay it on me, I, sister. I, I have to. All right. I think my first one is... Uh, like when you get really angry and annoyed by like really just inanimate stupid, objects just stupid things where it's like why are you letting that bother you and i it, i think that is my pet peeve it's like if you if you didn't react to the way or if you didn't react the way that you did to the situation or problem, like it might not be as bad as it is now because you let it have that yeah. power over you. Sometimes it just feels good to be angry and that's why I do it. Uh, and yeah, I don't really necessarily agree with that because I don't like being angry. Um, but I think that's a pet peeve of mine. And then two, sometimes I think possibly for the humor, I don't really know why you do it. <laughs> but I, I think uh, like when you make like sexist type jokes <laughs> or just like I don't know like just really like ignorant like you're not even you're not even thinking about it jokes that's why I make the 100% like the jokes that are completely transparent of like if you took two seconds to think about it you'd realize that that's not actually how the world works yeah i don't know it's just as everyone it is to everyone like sometimes it's even hard for me to tell like what's a joke to dallas bronson and what's real is sometimes hard to tell yeah i get it i get it more now than ever and i think that I'm a little concerned sometimes. Like, what are your real values? And so that's a pet peeve of mine is, like, you joking so much that I can't even tell what your real I, values I, I knew are. that this was one of your pet peeves because before you even it's said that. It's come the, up before. Yeah, it's come <laughs> up before. Um, yeah, if you see anything of mine posted on the internet, um, 99% of the time, it's just because it's funny. It challenges my beliefs or someone else's beliefs, and I think that's important. And maybe it pisses someone off. Yeah, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, oh, can you think shit. of a pet peeve now? Um, or did you think of one? Yeah, like uh, I think you uh, take everything I say too seriously. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, that you know, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, it I it just made me think about it because I think you got a text when we we're like earlier. Uh-huh. Um, phones when like people are eating like at the dinner table or like meals i think that's the best time to put them away and uh i'm i'm on my phone 24 7 i'm super engaged and uh, glued to my new iphone but uh fucking there's like very crucial moments to me where like put the fucking phone away i agree i've been trying to do that more type of thing um right now lately i don't really give a shit because of the state of the world Uh. I've literally hit my time limit on all my social media apps every single <laughs> yeah. day in this week. So. I guess like I've been I've been having breakfast with like my parents like we'll sit outside mm-hmm. and eat 
And I've been trying to keep my phone inside when we yeah. go outside. Just, I don't know. I, even though, like, this is the time to be on your phone most because there's really not much else to do. I've still been trying to separate myself as much as possible because I realize the days that I do lay in bed, yeah, yeah. scroll on Facebook, you know, go on TikTok, whatever the fuck. Like, I feel, feel the so, slimiest. I feel gross. <laughs> I feel anxious because I'm getting all this misinformation and just, like, opinions of people who, who like, aren't trustworthy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it, it makes me very anxious and i do not feel good so i have been still trying to separate myself as much as possible but it's hard you know when you're stuck at home and there's not really much else to do but mm-hmm. i think it's still important to try yeah it'll make everyone feel better if i they think just spend less time honestly online. uh i think we should set aside hours of the day or days of the week where we just uh, stay off our phones i would love to just uh, like one of my fucking fantasies is just to have a day or two where i can just completely turn off my phone and not worry about it but the thing is is you know i have family that i want to answer to to so Mm -hmm. they know i'm safe like i wouldn't be able to not talk to Mm -hmm. you for a couple days i'd want to talk to you so that's where it gets difficult is like I'd have to be in this perfect situation where I'm around anyone that I would need to answer or talk to. And that would be like, that would be so cool to go on like a vacation where like I had you and all my family. So there wasn't anyone Mm -hmm. that I had to answer to because they were all already there. Yeah. And to to be able to turn my phone off for a couple days would be so beautiful. I think uh, one of the things I really appreciate about hanging out with you um, is when we can be off our phones, like... It always trips me out when I go to text you and I go, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't texted Kylie in like a day or two because she's been with me. Yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Because it's always like, hey, I'm here. And it's like, yeah, oh, my we God. we text all the time. We have, uh, which is amazing because let me tell you, this fucking chick could not text back I'm to save my life. I'm not great at texting back. I don't really like But texting. now you are. Now it's fine. Well, now I don't care I find if a, people I, I don't I find text it hard to have quickly. like a, a very good, deep, genuine conversation over text. Especially I, I think, now because of how close we are. Like, I don't, we're, it's yeah, we weird don't bullshit to have it. it's a nice. genuine text it's an, over a conversation. Of, it's what more are you just, doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then every <laughs> once in a while you. we'll share something and that's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's more just like, I, I love you. I miss you. What are you doing? Okay. I love you. Okay. Cool. Love you. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Love you. Oh, you didn't text back for an hour. What were you doing? That's weird. Because yeah. an hour is a long time for us type of thing. Playing Club yeah. Penguin. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. All right. Next question. All right. Um. Oh, wait. Did I have? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. What's the least favorite compromise you have made for someone? For someone, um, I think compromises that I've made with myself when I think that I can get away with being less self-disciplined and less uh, responsible for myself. Uh, anytime I cut corners when it comes to a diet or exercise or um, time spent being creative, Mm-hmm. Like any compromises, those weigh so much more heavily than anything like, like the biggest one that comes to mind is when I think about that. I, I don't listen to like music mm-hmm. very often. And when I'm with Kylie, all we do is listen to music and it's never music I want to listen to intentionally. And that's when we first started 
dating like it was a really big problem with me but i just let it go a while ago but every once in a while i'm like fuck when's the last time i like listened to an artist that came out with a new album that i liked and i'll like sit there and i'll like stew over it and i'll just be like okay but to be fair i I have asked you before like what do you want to listen to and you always say "Mm, i don't know because there's no okay this this is why this is why this is why this is why stop 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 this is why when i play music i like it's like someone turned my girlfriend off and she's not there anymore she just goes completely silent no reaction it's like bombing i don't know if you guys (laughs) have ever told a joke that doesn't okay like it's literally when I'm like, hey, I want to listen to something that makes me feel good. And then the person who makes you feel the best and that you care about the uh-huh. most completely turns gray. To be fair, hurts I'm listening. I'm like bit of me. absorbing the music and listening to it because it's something I haven't heard before. So I can't she dance. like bob her head. No, it's no, no, crazy. no, no. Because I don't do that when I first hear a song. I have to hear it and listen to it at least once or twice before like I get the groove of it. Well, here's the thing. She doesn't tell me how she feels about the fucking songs <laughs> after anyways. That's not true. I showed her a song last week and she just texted me yesterday and was like, I really like that song I you showed me. I added it to me. a playlist. Yeah, but like okay, I, nothing I, for a week. I disagree. That was the one song in like months so that I played for you. you're so used to me dancing and singing along to songs in the car yeah. that when it's something that I'm just hearing for the first time, like music you listen to and I don't sing and dance along to it, you get uncomfortable. It's but so I, it doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying it. I just I can't dance and sing along to a song I don't know yet. I'm that's I'm fair. absorbing that's it. That's fair, but but that is usually what happens. Then you go, it's okay. She just turns play into a fucking a to. sex doll that I can't fuck. <laughs> okay. when but it's not fair. I'm down. I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy it. I need to do that before I can. I used to I used to give her thumb drives filled with music. Yeah, I wish you'd still do that. And well, here's the thing: is that. I would, I'd, I'd share all this music with you and you listen to it and you'd be like, wow. And you put some of it on like an iPod or something. Cause that's about how old, how long are we've been in a fucking relationship. We've had iPods. Um, and then just one day she just stopped doing that. And then I was like, okay, it looks like I'm not going to be able to give you any more music. Cause you, you just stopped like, you're like, oh yeah, I'll get around to it. And never did never. And I was like, hmm, she never ended up listening to this music that music so i just gave up i don't give a shit that's there's this not true that is very no very i true. stopped using an ipod because i got an iphone oh yeah well regardless we just consume music very differently okay <laughs> that's the compromise that's the compromise is just how differently we consume well, music. the major literally every poster on my wall is uh, with the exception of arnold there is a musical poster and uh-huh. you and do I listen like to the care and I listen to Ramones. I don't listen to much Nick Cave, if I'm being honest. That's, okay. uh, That's okay. I haven't I like listened listening. to much Henry Rollins. But you like Black Flag. But I do like Black Flag. Oh, and I also love Henry Rollins. Yeah. And we've seen him multiple times. So, uh, but to be fair, I do like that music and I did try to incorporate it. I, I don't feel like I even, uh, I will say this just to defend myself. I don't feel like you've shared a lot of the music that you the music that you really want to listen to with me so I can get to know it. So then like, I don't make you feel uncomfortable when I'm listening to it, but you don't speak up when you want to listen to something to be fair. Very occasionally. I will say, Hey, can I play this once? And I let you play it. Listen to how she's saying. And I let you, I allow you 
bite because I'm so benevolent. Do you know what? But you get what I'm saying. And like, you get uncomfortable if I'm not dancing and singing along to music. But I don't. I'm not going like, to do that so if weird. I don't it's know so it. Weird. It's like someone. Tur- it's like Give me a chance. I have. What's, what's I have compared enjoyed... to? It's like the batteries in your vibrator died. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is just as fun. I swear. Okay. But the first time that I heard some of the Cure songs you showed me, I didn't dance and sing along to them because I didn't know them. And I did. I do know some of the Ramon songs. I didn't dance and sing mm-hmm. along to because mm-hmm. I didn't know them. And now I do. Smith songs, and, all of and that. And here's the thing. I'll always draw the line when it's something that is important to me and I really want to listen to it. And I'll be like, listen, we're listening to this if you let me right now. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I think that's a dumb compromise. What about you? Any Because I don't think you really... I would love to hear more of the music that you want to listen to. You have introduced me to so much amazing music that I love now that I I respect the music that you enjoy. Thank you. Well, but I, actually, I think to that honest, you hold th- yourself something. back from sharing it. So it's true. I don't I, think that's it's fair. very true. There's a lot fair of stuff I, I keep right to myself. Um, another thing is because... I so rarely do listen to music with you or show you music mm-hmm. now that when the opportunity arises, I get so overwhelmed. I can't pick anything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, well, maybe you, maybe you, you should come up with a playlist and I can listen to it. And then I think maybe I'll make can... up. I'll think I'll, okay. I think I'll make well, a playlist. Thanks for submitting this question. Cause look, we just worked through a problem that I didn't know we had. Who's Beautiful. The fuck are these? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't really think of a compromise I've made for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Next question. <laughs> okay. Someone, you don't know them, but someone said, can you send me slow toco? <laughs> Hannah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Um... How do you sleep at night knowing your girlfriend is the envy of all envied? Hmm. <laughs> um, like a fucking fat rock. Like uh, if rocks had fat to it. I appreciate the question, but. She doesn't know what envy means. So let's go no, to the dictionary. No, but I also, I don't like that question because it makes me sound like I'm full of myself and I'm not. That What? How does that make you sound like you're full of yourself? I'm not the envy of all envied by but any But people means. definitely envy you because no, your bomb okay. is no, fuck stop, and you're stop, dating stop, stop, stop. me. Stop, stop, stop. So stop. I'm a catch and a half. No. Shut up. You're not. I'm, ask- I'm answering the question. Well, you just did. You sleep like a rock. So there you go. Well, I want to talk about my sleeping habits. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Next uh, question. But thank you, Kiana. I love you. Um, oh. So... 12th Street Clinic said, just posted a huge celebrity before and after plastic surgery. Tell me your thoughts. Unless it's some nice pairs of titties or something, go fuck yourself, 12th Street Clinic. I fucking hate these stupid spam questions on every... How do they even do that? How do they literally go into people's uh, profiles? I have a good question. Go ahead. Why was... Why? Oh, sorry. I don't want to make you emotional. Why has there been a decrease in Remy content? 
Oh, well, I'm glad someone asked because I would like to give people um, answers to that because I know that it's kind of like it's hard to listen to all the content someone puts out. And I don't blame someone for not listening to like every podcast or anything. But um, Remington, he's still around. He's still alive. He just is with my brother who doesn't live uh, in my apartment anymore. My brother moved to Santa Maria with my sister. So um, he just is living a nice, happy life with, with all the nice attention home. he can stand with and, a beautiful and more home. puppies to play and with he has more puppies to play with and now because of the um pandemic and everyone being home from work uh He's he got gets lots yeah he gets all the attention he wants but, but we he miss was him. so sweet to me last time i saw him he was absolutely like he was so calm he looked so like peaceful like he had never been younger feeling in his mm. life it was the sweetest and cutest ever and i wrapped him up in a little blanket and i, I made I a little saw. remy burrito so cute. and like he always does he uh hung out in the driver's seat while me and my brother worked on whatever piece of shit car i had at the time <laughs> but the, i have a really good car now so it's okay yeah. and uh that's why there's been a decrease in remy content i just don't see him as much he doesn't and- live with you yeah, it doesn't live with me. It's also hard to, uh, a lot of the time I want to be taking like a thousand pictures and videos, but most of the time I just want to cuddle with him and hug him and pet him and play with him and yeah. bite each other's ears and give him <laughs> kisses and stuff like that. So that's why. Yeah. I tried so hard not to cry through all of that. What was the next question? <laughs> I get it. I, I've been <sighs> spending a lot of time with the dogs that I have now, which aren't crazy. Sucks. Um, but it, it's been... I'm starting to like get to know them better and so I'm starting to get more attached. I adore them. Hmm. They're okay. Not crazy, but <laughs> uh why are you so comfortable flashing your dick? I must know. Who who's who asked that? Kiana. Um First of all, I don't even know if she's ever seen it. Second of I'm all I'm sure she has. G- good for her. Um <laughs> I think because I know that it's not like realistically small and I can just kind of like flash it real quick so people don't have to get an exposed view of it so they can't judge it for very long. And also, um, I've always just like as long as I can remember, I've been like mooning people and like pulling my balls out and like just doing dumb shit like that. So part of it's like always been just a funny fucking thing with my friends and as a kid and growing up watching jackass and you know people bam secret all these things where everyone's just doing like goofy things with their dick and balls and asses and you know just like a it's literally a comedy prop that is always attached to you Mm -hmm. and i get to sexually assault someone (laughs) for a joke so that's awesome too perfect (laughs) Okay, next question. Yeah. When are you going to propose to Kylie? Um, Sometime when we don't live with our parents. <laughs> I, I've, I hopefully have made this abundantly clear, yeah. but also realistically clear. Um, I, could have propo- I could propose to Kylie any day of the week at all times because I have full intention of spending the rest of my life with her and marrying her and shit. But we don't even live together on our own yet. Damn, your, your tits look good. Um. Thanks. Anyways, so put that shirt down. Jesus. Anyways, I'm trying to answer a question. So 
just like some point when we're on our own and maybe have a home of our own that would be nice um when i have like a full-time job when the world isn't ending mm-hmm. something like that that'd be agreed good. I, I, one thousand percent i i don't want to be proposed to while i'm living at home i think that's really embarrassing like i want us to be established and be able to like fully functioning adults yeah i want us to be fully functioning adults i like something I stand b- behind is that I think you need to live with your significant other before you guys decide if you can get married or not, because I think that's kind of the ultimate test. That, yeah, that's like the truly one of the final stages. 1000 percent. I don't care how well you two can get along, like just seeing each other. Just once seeing or each, twice a yeah, week, yeah, exactly. But like until you live with someone, I don't think you fully know them. And you and I have spent like weeks together. We've mm-hmm. traveled across the country together. I still don't think that's the same as living with someone. No, not at all. They're very isolated incidents, and it could very well be... I mean, there's no doubt in my... I don't think we'll not be able to live together. I think we'll manage, we'll work it out, whatever the kinks are. Um, (laughs) But I, I do truly... I think that the concept of like not living with your significant other until you're married is such old school and stupid... Uh, I think it's really fucking stupid. I one thousand. Yeah, I didn't even percent, realize that was a thing till kind of recently. Yeah, I one thousand percent think that you need to live with your significant other at least a month before you guys decide to get married or propose or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. So I'd I for sure want us to live together first. Uh, yeah, and I, th- I, I think there's... yeah, I want to just be more established. The people, I I don't know. Why would I want to get engaged and then have to go back to my mom's house oh, this is so day. romantic i can't wait to tell my parents when i go home yeah and I'll, uh, i don't know see it's on just yeah i don't know that's just uh, that's embarrassing to me i want us to have and, and and well no pressure but also just saying like we're planning on moving in with with hannah we're planning on us three getting a place I'd be fine if you proposed to me while we're living with her, just as long as we're not each at our parents' house, as long as we're living in the same room. We have some room. semblance of independence. Yeah. Some semblance of independence and yeah, some some sort of structure. Yeah, absolutely. To our adult lives that's not with our parents. I just think it's there's something embarrassing about getting engaged while you're still living with your parents and also i want to get engaged when there's like when we can plan in the future that our wedding like (sighs) this is really a question for you and not me apparently (laughs) (laughs) because not true not true because it's important to what you say too but i just I, i just mean like i'm in the same boat as you is i'm not like obvious oh my god i'm not wearing my ring Whoops. Oh, how embarrassing. What'd you do with it? It's at my house. Ugh. See, she's not even wearing the <laughs> ring I already gave her. The last <laughs> thing she's going to do is fucking fiddle with an engagement ring. She's going to lose some fucking $3,000 no. ring. Okay. But is that low? I don't know. I don't I have no idea. That's the thing. I don't even know. Um I I just don't like I don't want people to think either that I'm like, "Oh my god, when is he going to propose to me?" Like I make jokes about it and stuff and like Obviously, I wouldn't say no if you propose to me now. Every time she does that, I tack on like another couple weeks. Fuck off. But 
I'm in the same place as you are, is I want to be established. I want to not live with our parents. I also don't want to be engaged for five years before we get married, you know? Like that's, to me, an engagement is symbolizing like, okay, we're almost ready. We're about to get married. Let's everyone get ready. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in my head. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm waiting to see how many uh, relatives this corona can oh, kick off my family once so I don't have to pay for all engage- their. Once you engage me, <laughs> once <laughs> you propose to me, we'll be on our way to planning our wedding and if we're not there yet then we're not there yet this is how this is how i know a, a lady asked this question is because that was 95 percent kylie answering and five percent me <laughs> answering and she still said exactly what i said anyways so it's really 100% a hundred percent a kylie answer i was answer. just letting you know i agree with you, no, well, you and i'm not sitting here going oh my god i can't time. believe you're not um, proposing to me yet. oh that's good too but also like Fucking, I'm also maybe we move in together and find out we don't like each other. Yeah, maybe. And that our relationship before then was a really nice a honeymoon. A joke. Not a joke. Six years of a honeymoon? Fucking A, yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, I, 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 and I would literally... No offense. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe you don't agree, but I, I, there's not really much doubt in my mind that we could live together. I think we could live together. Yeah, me too. She's fucking with important wires right here, and I'm already like. Oh. Okay, next question. Fuck Mary Kill, Chris, West, Caleb, and then in parentheses, in parentheses it says, "R.I.P. Caleb." <laughs> <laughs> um. Fuck Wes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mary Chris. Because I think he's got some money coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, kill Caleb because someone already wrote out his uh, epitaph there. So <laughs> <laughs> don't want to waste it. Yeah. All right. Um, this one just says mustache goals with a question mark so i'm not really sure so, what, what that means so i think someone asked me the same question um do you mind telling me who that was is it a different person same person or what greg oh okay um <sighs> he did, definitely didn't ask me that question but mustache goals <laughs> do you think he was making fun of you i don't give a shit if he was um you know i mean look at these things your eyebrows yeah they look good yeah, piercing free um i All think right. my mustache goals Next question. Are... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if he's making fun of me i can make fun back but don't do that what are you doing that was a gift from doug stanhope you're just gonna b- give me that not even using the coaster and then she's breaking the coaster that came with the stickers I ordered from him has a little he hand wrote the fucking thing I'm so mad give me that fucking coaster Jesus how hurtful anyways you okay over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you want to move on to the next question sure no mustache goals <laughs> no what are your mustache goals um, honestly, I really hope that um, I can manage this trichotillomania 
and I can stop plucking uh, in general. But for the most part, I've kind of stopped plucking my mustache hairs, but it's still very obvious right here that I've plucked right here and then right here, just like yanking my own fucking facial hair out. I don't think it's, it's just like it's, an anxiety. You can't thing. really tell. Um, well, yeah, that's good. I but think like, you did really. You've done very well with your mustache. And I'd really like it to just be fuller mm-hmm. and thicker. And I would love to have handlebars, like a little twists on the end. I used. I've wanted that since I was 12, 13 years old because there's a lot of, uh, specifically, I think Sid Melvin, this professional skateboarder, who uh, turns out is kind of a douche, but whatever. Um, he had a cool mustache, and I always wanted a cool mustache. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then Patrick Melcher, another pro skateboarder, his mustache. And it was just like a cool uh, thing. Like, a lot of my favorite skaters had. Um... Are you kidding? Put that down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. You can't point that at someone. <laughs> fuck. Holster or not, you can't just point giant black dildos at someone like that. Okay. Next question. Who are your favorite and least favorite actors and why? Um, Least favorite actors are definitely anyone who fucking walks up onto a stage and rattles off some ridiculous agenda that they're completely aloof about just because like society. What do you mean? Anticipates them to. Um. I think that most often, like with the whole Imagine thing, like all those fucking people oh, singing God. that ridiculous song, they're Wonder just so Woman. out of touch that they don't even fucking, like they're completely so unaware of self. They have mm-hmm. no self-awareness. It's cringy. It's embarrassing. They try to speak to humans like they're not some fucking megastar. Like the Which only, sucks. You, like because- it sucks. Without a script, you find out <laughs> that actors are fucking stupid and boring. And doesn't and it that sucks. suck? Because there were so many people in that video where I was like, no, no, not no, him, not no, him. No, no damn like, it. Nora Jones. What the fuck? Ugh. Nora Jones was in there. Sarah Silverman. Well, I'm used to that shit from her because she's like a big lib and I don't care. I'd still titty fuck her till the cows come home. But that's different. I, you know, okay. She's always here's been like that. Here's my opinion I, of yeah. Sarah Silverman. Okay. Is I love her. I've loved her for a very long time. Until you found out she was a dirty hebe. No. Okay. But I think she comes off as someone who can understand what the lower class is going through when she just can't. And it comes out in the imagined. Kind of insulting. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, 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 you're not making me feel better by by singing Imagine or by I think she to- supporting she, Bernie Sanders. She kind of like toes the line of like, maybe that's the wrong expression, but I feel like she's constantly like on the fence of like regular working comic type person and then like big time celebrity. But she is a big time person. celebrity. She is a big time celebrity. Absolutely. But I think she kind of blends these worlds of, you know. Yeah, all I know is I cringed when she was in the video, as I did with everyone. There was no one in there that I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, of course, fucking Gal Gadot. We can totally blame her for this bullshit. Yeah, fuck her. (laughs) Dude, I fucking hate the fucking... 
what is that two wonder woman yeah fuck fuck that stupid bitch that's all i have to say and and you can keep that shit in there that movie fucking sucked i think she sucked why would you get a, a supermodel to play wonder woman we needed a, a curvy down-to-earth bitch and she was sarah not silverman it. would have been a better wonder sarah woman silverman would have been a better wonder woman <laughs> This she was boring. She was plain. She was supermodel worth. Like nothing about her was I inspired by. I mean, it's a fucking comic book movie. If people find it that inspiring, they're really easily influenced. Come on, though, so women don't have that many superheroes to be like, oh, cool. I know they just like, fucking burned Wonder Woman. Although, even I, li- ben with that being Affleck said, was a cooler Batman than this woman was a super because he Wonder played woman. the older, thicky Batman with the gray suit. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair that she was Wonder Woman. It's just not. I think she fucking. This is my one thousand percent genuine opinion is it's that so i'm true. pissed that she was Wonder so Woman and i Ky- hated that movie kylie is as feminist as they come and i remember being very taken aback by her reaction i almost thought that she was saying it as to like some way appease me as a man because it was so <laughs> oh shocking and that's not true I, I that's not true because she's still on board with disappointed this. by the fact that she was wonder woman she was a <laughs> okay I don't, I don't really care for her. I hate. I hate. In, in the Batman versus Superman. I I don't mean to be rude, but I just feel like she was a boring Wonder Woman. She's she's beautiful, of course. I'm not so saying she's not beautiful, but that's so fucking. What? I was gonna say. So my favorite actors. I was gonna answer the second part of the question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, finish. I'm just saying she was extremely boring. I, she's she's of course beautiful, but she's a. You can't just get by on your looks. That's why I don't have a job. She's a very classically beautiful. Like, I don't know who wouldn't look at her and say, like, yeah, she's beautiful. Like, I, in my head, Wonder Woman in older generations, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not, I'm not totally caught up on superheroes but I felt like you know they were more a little more normal looking and a little curvier a a little more real looking yeah and I and I could totally be wrong I mean but look at Henry Cavill as Superman dude's bomb I I don't think that Superman is hot well okay anyways moving on uh questions here Favorite I, actors? I, like I really like people. Okay, Gary sorry. Oldman, uh-huh. Emil Hirsch, sure. Um, Keanu Reeves, um, Johnny Depp's a big one. Jack Nicholson. Um, there's definitely some more that uh, I'm forgetting, but those are the first ones that kind of come to mind, and I really like those guys a lot. Cool. Yeah. I know I'm do. I know I'll think of some, and I'll kick myself later. But I've learned to just kind of let those moments go. Because uh, you get to have different answers next time someone asks a question like that. Because you'll remember those next time. I like that. Yeah. Brad Pitt's up there. Henry, uh, <coughs> Harvey Cattell. That's another one. Hmm. Who else we got? Um, All right. So you ready for your next question? I suppose... Okay. You got. I got so. You got people to ask so many more fucking questions than I did. People on my end suck. I don't know what the problem is. It's like they don't like uh, themselves being heard. 
They're questions. <laughs> wow. What a babe. Okay. Um, you have an... <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You have an indie coming-of-age film based on some event in your life. What is it? <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Indie coming-of-age film? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. This is a thinker. I have to sit and think about it. <laughs> you have to fill the... What about you? you? Do you have anything? Go ahead. Let me think about this. Uh, I assume that my indie coming of age film truly would have been about you and I getting together. Honestly, like I can't think of anything like more kind of monumental and very like teenage coming of age was just the friends that we had, the people that we were seeing. Yeah. Yeah. The birthday party, all of that I feel like was and yeah. and I was just about to turn eighteen. Like oh, dude, totally. Like the my coming of age as a eighteen year old was between the previous relationship and then meeting you like that. Like yeah, being single, meeting you like this is like so much happened, and just like the first up that up until like us breaking up and then not knowing if we'll be together, and then maybe maybe the movie would end with a us opening presents on after christmas yeah that year when we i got feel back like together. that would have ended uh it would have ended that new year's yeah. i don't know that's a good one i like that one yeah that was a good one um who is your dream guest dream guest uh-huh um i don't know how to answer that because i think that i could pick like a celebrity type of person or just like a regular type of person pick both um both there is a idea of who nate eller is that i will never be able to capture on like a podcast Mm -hmm. i've tried having him on here before and he just closes up and it's like i just can't access this person this way it's okay um there i don't know not to like embolden his ego or personality or anything, but he is, did you shake mushrooms before we started this or what? <laughs> Fucking touching things over there. Um, it would be really nice to talk to him. I think more often than not, I kind of bring myself back to, uh, I'd love to have my dad on here. Mm-hmm. That'd be very important. I'd love to have my cool. mom on here. Any of my parents would be cool any two of them yeah (laughs) i know that sounded like very um what's (laughs) i can't think of the word it doesn't matter uh so someone like that i'd love to have my brother on here again um he was only here for like the pet cemetery review he just kind of like spoke in the background with remy so that'd be really cool um as for a celebrity guest it would be insane to have like just a really uh, big comedian someone mm-hmm. i really admired anthony jesselnick would be up there mm-hmm. stan hope of course burr um wow yeah people like that uh-huh yeah. uh and the second part to this question is which guests do you regret having on oh um i haven't released those episodes so you guys won't know <laughs> but also kylie <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. That hurt. No, because how many t- times have we tried recording this? Just twice. No. This time and there was, there the was last time. Three takes. There was this take. There was uh, nope. two other drunk takes. No two way. other different times. Okay. Next I question. see you a lot. We've almost recorded a lot of podcasts. Okay. Favorite food you can't go without this quarantine or top three favorite of all time? Ooh, um, burgers, obviously. Favorite meal ever is just like a nice cheeseburger. I eat them without the buns now. I just try, I always have a Flying Dutchman style. If you guys are f- familiar with In-N-Out everywhere in the world that's listening to this. Um, top three. Um, I really am missing out on some good cereal. I need some fucking really good cereal. That's your top three favorite food of all time. I thought it was the ones I can't go without. It was favorite food you can't go without this quarantine, which I assumed was the cheeseburger, hamburger, and then or top three favorite food of all time. Oh, (laughs) Mexican food, um, Thai food, and, um just like a fucking good burger dude those are my favorite three favorite pizza pizza's up there yeah just like whatever like boring white guy stuff you can think of i like that that's okay. good it's kind of that's a tough question i'd have to think about it it would be boring i wouldn't give you a good answer It'd be, yeah okay how are you so beautiful kylie also can we podcast naked gotcha oh like you and the person or me and you? <laughs> you wrote this question. Oh, I did? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what a retard. <laughs> um, well, clearly, we can't podcast naked. Our clothes are still on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can both just get how naked funny, right I now. Literally Should we take thought, off all of our clothes? No, it will ruin the podcast. Okay. I'll be too distracted by my cock. Um, next question. God, that was a stupid question. Mm-hmm. It was an even stupid Agreed. answer because I didn't know it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty pleasure movies. Guilty pleasure movies? Um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever felt guilty for watching certain movies because I hold movies like to a very high place in my heart, but a very low standard for what movies are. Guilty pleasure. Hmm. Um, just like goofy comedies. That don't really have like a lot of substance. That's okay with me. Sometimes I really just like sitting back and laughing. It's very rare that I do this, mm-hmm. but like a good Adam Sandler movie, um, Starsky and Hutch, you know, Todd Phillips do movies, things like that, you know, minus the Joker, obviously. You find all of the like Ellen Page movies we've watched to be guilty pleasure movies for you? No, because I don't drive pleasure from it. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. How about question for you this is my kind of my own question but also tied into this question um i we recently just watched he's not that into you for the first time yeah. together neither Ooh, of us had seen it yet and movies. i honestly really enjoyed it, it was, and it you was and i fun. were like oh my god this like, it was so I like hate this character i it, hate this character. yeah it was so fun <laughs> Um, I think something and was it was really, like the first movie we stayed up through the whole thing, which is for. the worst because you have no idea how fucking hard it is to get this girl to sit and watch a movie, especially I like there's this time. new podcast out calls. This is called This is Important to Me. It's mm-hmm. where this couple shows each other movies that are really important to them. Can you sit still? <laughs> Anyways, um, fucking what, what was I saying? 
this podcast where they show each other movies yeah. that are important to them. Yeah. And then the guilty pleasure movies would probably be like those romantic comedies, Catherine Heigl type movies, things like that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that movie. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I've always seen those growing up and always watched whatever movie was around. And my mm-hmm. mom really loves those movies because it's like her escape. So that's cool. Those those are good. Like a good like chick flick is a, a nice uh, escape. Um, guilty pleasure rather. Go ahead. Next question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why are dogs so cool? Um, because they're not. Oh, I was gonna say they're not racist, but that's a lie. <laughs> There's entire breeds bred to hate black people. I mean, and I, Mexicans. <laughs> didn't you see Bert Kreischer's stand? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking perfect joke will you tell him then <laughs> if you guys have not seen it go watch hey big boy on netflix bird kreischer stand-up special just came out it is amazing that's all great last questions any more questions there? uh that's it for questions Thank i do have God. a lovely facebook quiz for you oh let's save it okay Let's just fucking wrap it. That's two and a half hours. There's a lot of questions. Let's just talk to each other like humans now. Okay. What are we going to do now that um, we finally got this podcast in the can? You want to go for a walk? Go for a hike? Go to a concert? Go to a concert. Yeah. People are around. Go to a restaurant. You know, all the fun things. None of that we can do now. true we could go for a walk or a hike. okay aside just away from fucking from a people. walk that's all we can do yeah <laughs> well well kiddo well kiddo oh this has been really fun thank you so much for being on my podcast thank you for having me no thank you for finally showing up and being my on pleasure. here my pleasure I can't believe I got you to sit still for this long. This has been a pleasure. I know it was difficult. Yeah, we only took 49 bathroom breaks, but <clears throat> that's what happens. Irrelevant. Oh, right, right, right. All right, folks. Um, You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. This is the Bad Thanks Etiquette Podcast. Me. Tell us. What? Come on, do it. Oh, okay. This is the Bad Etiquette Podcast. Where the fuck are you?